thing we do to talk about movies i'm emily oh i'm christine uh you didn't want to sing your name oh i didn't realize that's what we were doing i mean i thought you'd take my cue but i don't Um, really sing well so i can understand why you didn't get it oh i'm sorry i'm christine okay that was something (laughs) that was you know i mean hey you know how how many years how many years have we been doing this and one day one day we'll get it right hey it's usually right this is This was the anomaly. Indeed. Uh, We are the Feminine Critique, and today is one of our catch-up episodes where we talk about a whole bunch of movies we have been watching, uh, television we've been watching, things that have crossed our eyes. Uh, It's been, I think, about one and a half months since we last did this, so we have a little uh, backlog here. I, I would say so, yes. Okay. I've seen quite a few movies. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any TV of note? Whew, that's a big question. I know. I, I like um, to just throw it on you like that. Nothing's jumping out. Hmm. So I'm going to... Other than Drag Race, constantly rewatching The Office and Bob's Burgers, um, no. Okay. Um, we've been... So I'm doing a rewatch of a show I've watched more than once, but my husband has never seen, which is The Wire. Oh, I I have not seen that as well. Ah, It's, I mean, you know, it's it's very good. I'm not breaking any ground by saying that. Uh, It's been very enjoyable because it's probably been like five years maybe since Mm -hmm. I did like, I had started to do a rewatch a few years ago and then I think I'd lent out seasons and never got them back. So I stopped somewhere. Um, But it's, you know, it, it, it is crazy to realize now that the show is like over, I think, 20 years old or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. So the technology that even at the start of the show, part of the point was that, you know, they didn't have a big budget, so they were using beepers and, um, or cops were using, were the tracking they were doing, they were still doing on typewriters type thing. Um, so it is like, wow, this is, this is a really long time ago now. These, all of these actors have gotten significantly older. Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan is there and he's a little boy and it's very mm-hmm. strange, but it's, it's very good. Uh, and then the other show that I'm going to recommend to everybody that I had never watched um, and we usually like to have like one lighter show just to kind of pad out when we have like only a half hour to do something. So we'll put on a half hour show, um, on Hulu, the Mary Tyler Moore show. Oh, really? Have, have you not seen it? You didn't I, grow no, up watching it over and over again? No, I mean, I grew up in, it's odd. Cause I'm thinking back and like, I'm sure it was a fixture of like Nick at Night and some of the old reruns, mm-hmm, but for sure, I I definitely didn't like. I, I mean, my parents would make jokes about it. Um, I know there are references here and there that I certainly get, and I've always known roughly the characters. I've known, you know, 
I've known Rhoda, I've known what Lou Grant kind of encompassed, but I've never actually watched the show. It is a fucking delight, Christine. It's, it's really funny. It's, it's like so genuinely funny. funny. It, it's, yeah. It holds up so well. Um, I mean, obviously it is uh, a different era, but the it's good comedy. So the, the comedy works. The characters are so clear. Um, like Mar- Mary is just a good person trying to figure it out. And it's really enjoyable to watch her because she's so lovable. Uh, it's, it's just really good stuff. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. Give it a try, people. If you've, if you've never heard of this crazy little show that um, ran for a very long time and was revolutionary in, in comedy and women and stuff. Um, Where are you watching it? Hulu. Hulu? Yeah, it's all there. So. Good to uh, know. Yeah. And that's all, all my TV. So why don't we move into the world of film? Cinema, if you will. Film. 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 Christine, have you watched any comedies lately? My, um, so I, everybody, I don't know how to use Letterboxd. I think I've said this before. So hold on. Let me just scroll through. So you, it's, you know what it is? I have the same problem. Um, there's like only one way to get to your watch list and sort it. Cause it's not your watch list. It's you go to your profile and then I think you click on films and then sort by release date. I just have yeah. that bookmark, so I never have to do it, because every time I try to do it from scratch, I never find there, find it. I have trouble, yeah. and it's me. It's not this. No, but it's Letterboxd. I... For some reason, you know what it is? Because watch list and films should, like, I don't know why they're not the same thing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I can say that I have watched very few, so it'll be easy to pull them out. I did watch Heartbreakers for the first time, oh. which is Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer and, Love Hewitt. And J, J. Love Hewitt. She, she has some kind of like a- acronym name, doesn't she? Don't Jennifer Love Hewitt. Something? But J- don't they call her like J-Lo or Love or something? Maybe you're thinking of J-Lo. I mean, I know J-Lo, is, but is it like J-Lo <laughs> and J-Love? Do people call her J-Love? Why didn't they call her J-Love? I mean, other people, I don't call her I mean, maybe, it just seems like a missed opportunity. But anyway, tell me about Heartbreakers. I remember this movie poster so well. This is what, late 90s, early 2000s? I think it's 2001. Okay. Yeah. It, I just always remember looking at that poster and thinking, somebody really loves her boobs. I, I don't know if we're thinking about the same one. The the poster that I remember, and it's the one on Letterboxd, is awful. It's photoshopped to fuck. It's very it's photoshopped. Really but bad. I just, aren't her boobs, like, everything about that movie? Everything advertised... Again, no. I didn't see that movie, but I just remember thinking this is a movie about... Oh, wow, this is a terrible poster. <laughs> it's a really bad poster, oh, and, and they neither one of them look like that in the movie. Sigourney Weaver's head yeah, has been... Like, I I don't do Photoshop, but I'll occasionally have to really messily cut and paste things over things. Um, that, that's, oh my gosh. And then I looked at another one um, with, oh, really? What is in this one? Uh, where he's in the background, there's a big heart behind them. And that one somehow is even worse. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't, maybe they didn't know how to market this movie. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very, de- I thought it was delightful. I gave it, I believe I gave it a three and a half out of five stars, if that's any indication. Huh. I've been on a big Sigourney Weaver kick lately. It's, she's great. Jennifer Love Hewitt's actually very funny. And also, I think this is the first time I went, oh, I get Jennifer Love Hewitt. I mm. never thought she was like attractive. I never like we're she and I are con- contemporaries. I think we're mm. about the same. Yeah, we're all the same. Yeah, she's age-ish. a little older, but yeah. 
so we were, you know, growing up at the same time, and I never got it. I never got it. And then I watched this, and I was like, oh, she's hot and funny. I get it. Mm. It took So it only took me, what, 30 years to get there? She was an odd, because she was one of those actresses that was, um, you could tell the machine behind her was really strong. Somebody wanted her to be the next big thing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't so much that she didn't have the chops for it. It was that they could not figure out how to market her and what to put her in. So like she kind of, I mean, her face is very much like kind of like a Natalie Portman sort of every like girl next door. But then everything she was in was all about just showcasing her boobs and her body. And so it was an odd, like who I, I think she could have probably, in her younger year, because I think she eventually, I mean, she eventually found stuff and, you know, was certainly successful. Mm-hmm. I feel like if, um, and it's also the, the early 2000s when they didn't know this was a thing they could do. If they had made her, like, appealing to women versus just appealing to men, you know? And in this movie, I think she is appealing to women. And I think that's why the marketing yeah. is confusing, because the marketing stands in contrast to the actual film. Yeah, it's well. I'm looking now at who made it, and it's David Merkin, who is the guy behind Get a Life, which was the Chris Elliott show that mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. some great, great weird comedy. And I never would have ex- thought Heart because Heartbreakers was sold very much as a like a really mainstream comedy. Yeah, I don't. I I liked it a lot. I don't. I think it's it's dated and and it's it's not. It doesn't go as far as I wish it would have, mm-hmm. but I, I definitely think there's something there. I, I enjoyed it a, a bunch, and I would definitely revisit it. Neat. Very neat. Um, I think I really only have, like, one other one. I I guess this is a comedy. I watched Down With Love because everybody was talking about it for, like, 20 minutes. People love that movie. Look, it was not bad by it's, any stretch yeah. of the imagination. It was not for me. The some of the performances in that are really wonderful, but it I I'm the same way. Like I remember, th- there are people that just any time that anything about that movie comes up, they just stop everything and are like, "Oh, the most underrated movie of the 21st century." And I'm thinking, I maybe if you're really into those 50s movies, yeah. And I that's not me. I didn't. So yeah. it, it didn't. I didn't really connect, but like I can understand good filmmaking and good performances and and stuff. But like, uh... yeah, it, it's one of those I can, I respect what it's doing because it's doing something very unusual and doing it I think with a lot of care. It yeah. looks really good. It has the right mm-hmm. sound. It has the right energy of what it's trying to do. But it just isn't necessarily made for me. Yeah, I I, I agree. Yep. Uh, the only I only have one comedy. I'm a because I'm a weirdo. Uh, yeah, the only real comedy on my list is um, another older film, the original Producers. Oh, which I have not seen. Um, it's it it's good. It's very funny. It's you know, um, it is a Mel Brooks movie, but he is he has a cameo, I think. But it's I'm so used to him like actively being in his movies yeah yeah and i mean i'm more familiar with the musical the producers but had just never actually watched it uh and it's again i am not the biggest i i love mel brooks as a person i think he's one of those guys that i would love like i say kind of like my mick garris where 
I really, <laughs> I know that if I sat down and talked to you, we just have a great time. I'd love to have dinner. I'd love to buy you a drink and just hear you talk. I bet we'd agree on a lot of things. I bet I'd laugh at your jokes. I bet like I'd really walk away feeling better about you. We're feeling like, and but I think like with Mel Brooks, it's just, but I don't always find your movies that funny. And it's just one of those, like, eh, it's a comedy, not always for me. Producers is very funny. Yeah. It's it's not perfect, but it's shorter. It's more kind of short frame gags. Uh, and when you get to the actual production, um, even having seen the musical version, it it really is funny. And it really is out there and bold and pretty enjoyable. And my gosh, Zero Mostel must have been a very complicated man to work with. <laughs> He's just sweating like crazy that entire movie. <laughs> He's given it his all. You can see like Gene Wilder like squinting when spurts of sweat and spit fly at his face. It, it's a it's a big performance. He was a big guy. Well, are, would you recommend it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I think again, all of the all of the Nazi stuff is really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the songs are very funny. It. It's a funny movie. It's just one of those things where some of the gags go on too long. Some of the gags, if they don't work, it just feels like, okay, we're going to get stuck here for a few minutes. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to another gag that is going to work. Um, so it's it's definitely one to watch if you never have. It's not streaming anywhere. We just got the um, Netflix disc because, again, I'm 40 and still get Netflix discs because I'm old like that. Uh, but yeah, you should watch it if you never have. All right. Something to yeah. think about. Uh, okay. So no more comedy for you? No, I'm not into Uh laughing, I guess. So are you into action? Yes. Cool. I'm big into action. Yeah, I bet you are. What kind of action you got going on? Um, well, continuing, um, my... My favorite genre, which is John Cusack and things. <laughs> I, I watched a uh, movie from 2014 called The Bagman. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone other than me. <laughs> um, I, I, last, one of the last times we did these, I had said I watched something called The Number Station, and mm-hmm. it's him and Malin Ackerman. Oh. And it, again, I wouldn't recommend that movie to anybody but me. But in it, he there's like no real relationship. They're just like it's like this hot dad th- type thing, like protective dad, and he Ew. he he does it in this too. And it's it's oh. essentially like it's my genre of choice now. I would just like John Cusack as hot dad, or or like a hot older man being protective. Like I'm into it. Look, I have co- I I grew up without a father. Please, okay. All right. that's fine. <laughs> I am I am a stereotype unto myself. I, think I never realized that you were a big hot daddy fan. Oh my god, it's like my entire personality. But let's moving on to movies. I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, but I did watch it. <laughs> um, I don't know that I had ever seen Twister before. Y- you know, I have never watched Twister beginning to end, but I am almost sure that over the past 22, 26 years, I think, I'm pretty sure I've seen that movie, every bit of that movie, because it's on TNT every five minutes. And and when I lived in Korea, it was always on. It was like one of those perennial, just the way yeah. Shawshank Redemption is, is <laughs> here was Twister there. Um, so I've definitely seen the whole thing never in order. How, did, how's, how is it for you? What, what do you think of Twister? I'm shocked that I gave it a gave it two and a half stars oh. this is this is what's fun about i watched this in january so i was a different person though. Mm-hmm. Joe, I, don't, we all? I don't know why i rated it that way i thought it was 
fine. I get why people like it. There were things in it that were, all the performances were great. It's yeah. like, everybody is taking around. it really seriously, which I appreciate in a movie like that. Yeah. Every time, every, every time somebody walks on your, on screen, you're like, oh, that guy. Oh, her. Oh, it, it's, it's a like, very good, like, ooh, if I ever play the Kevin Bacon game, this is a very a good one to go who? to. Yeah. Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman's there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if you, for some reason, have never seen Twister, um, you should watch that. Um, it, it was, kind of, I mean, it's, it's funny to me now that, like, you still haven't seen Titanic, but you've seen Twister, because Twister was probably, like, in that era, might have been the second most watched movie in, in the United States as a whole. Everybody loved Twister. And again, I, I never saw it beginning to end, but yeah, people, like people, people liked for it. Twister. I never happened upon it on the television. Weird. I know. Strange, but, um, ugh. All right. So I watched the 355. I know not what, what this is, 355. It's, it's, um. Oh, oh, it's, this it's, one. This, yeah. oh my God, this movie is two hours. Oh, I, I thought it two hours and two minutes. I thought it said 221. I'm like, what? It still probably was a lot. This is, uh, the yeah. lady movie. This is Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Bing Bing Fan, Dion Kruger. Uh, all right, and it sounds like you were not a fan. I I I don't know why this movie uh. needed to. Yeah, and I look. I really like Jessica Chastain. I don't think I like her in movies. I I have really enjoyed some of her performances. I think, and I I I I don't know. I feel like she's hasn't found that that popular role yet. You know, like she could, like she has the look that she could be an action star. She could be like kind of that, she could be a movie star and she's still not. She's still an actress, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I find, I don't find her to be very compelling in Mm. movies, but, but like I've read interviews, I've watched interviews with her and I'm like, oh yeah, Jessica Chastain seems great. But just like when she's in something on screen, I kind of just like, it gives me a flat line. Mm. I mean, that's the beauty of cinema, everyone. We're all different. Well, this Um, is interesting. It is written, or the original screenplay was written by Teresa Rebeck or Rebeck, I never know how to say her name. Uh, She was a playwright, or she is a playwright, but most interestingly, she was responsible for Smash, the NBC musical about oh, yeah, about the musical I and i mean that was such a fast i i could do a separate podcast i had started writing like recaps of smash once because it, it that show is just such a bizarre fascinating mess mm-hmm. um and so it's one of those things that i'm intrigued that she wrote this but is it is it boring yes oh yeah for, for me worry. i know everybody's gonna be different but for me diane kruger was the only thing <sighs> to be there for she looked phenomenal her wardrobe was great but like i was just kind of like is this almost over and And it wasn't ever when i asked that it was never almost over oh yeah that's a shame (laughs) well i rewatched all the alien movies well the four the main four the quadrilogy okay Uh, well we've talked about this you and i both kind of like wait do you know am i thinking of jason where we like don't hate alien vs predator Oh no, I like Alien vs Predator. Okay, good. Just I didn't rewatch that, so Got it. Maybe my, my emotions might change. But it, I just, I guess, I so I own the quadrilogy. It was a big deal when the first first four came out, and I mm. bought it on like everybody else. So I was like, oh, might as well pop these in and go for a rewatch. Um, I think as time passes, I am 
the third one just there's just it's just too much I think the third one if you remember we covered the third one a couple years ago the third one um is one of those movies that it is more interesting to imagine the movie that could have been made from it because there's like it's clearly not all on the screen like you can see there was more that was going to happen there's like it was going to be darker all this stuff um and there's things about it like what's his name in there charles dance and sigourney mm-hmm. weaver are so hot together um it should have been the whole fucking movie oh God, i know honestly the second that spoiler alert he gets killed i'm done <sighs> yeah. i might as well just shut it off yeah. and I, they are I mean, so sexy together and they have a sexy relationship yeah. yeah, it's complicated, and, mm-hmm. and neither one of them are particularly young at that point, yeah. and it was like, let's go. Yep. But then, but I think we watched a different cut than I usually There is, and that's the other question I was going to ask, because especially on Aliens, which your what is your preferred cut? And just in general, that's another f- series that it, it is so hard sometimes to, like, even know if you agree on a film because you could be talking about two different versions of it or eight different versions of it for sure so whatever i watched this time i felt like was too much Mm. running around in the same tunnels or halls or however you describe that that place oh zach just messaged me to tell me it's called the assembly cut oh interesting which is probably big mistake i shouldn't have watched that because it didn't I didn't I don't think I'm a big enough fan of that movie to mm. watch something called the assembly cut so that's on me um but the fourth one works as much as it doesn't work I think the <laughs> I think the first and the second one are just fantastic movies that, that accurately depict action in two different eras yeah. and I, I appreciate yeah. it for it I I think that is the best way to say it and i like whenever you're asked the question well which do you prefer i refuse to answer because i'm like i don't know if you want which is my preferred horror movie alien which is my preferred action movie aliens and yeah i think that's i think that's the right answer honestly Mm -hmm. if there was a right answer thank you yes um i rewatched the fugitive because it's great um action oh jupiter ascending rewatched that (laughs) One of these days. One of these it's, days I'll watch it. It's not as genuinely good as something like, say, Speed Racer. Mm. But it it's fun and weird. Yeah. And Channing Tatum is very funny. Uh, let's see. Action, action, action. Um, Kimmy? That was action. Um, I guess, yeah. Kimmy is the Steven Soderbergh movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, With uh, I, Zoe Kravitz. Kravitz. Yeah. I loved it nice i'm hearing interesting things about it sometimes things and that's the thing though which i'm i'm learning you know when life changes changes so rapidly in the period of like three years your opinions can also change rapidly right now i loved it i could Hmm. potentially watch it in a year and a half and be like garbage trash garbage fascinating i should watch it because it is it this is one of those watching one sitting because it's suspenseful or no say so but i don't think you're gonna get like harmed by by splitting it up okay Okay. it's suspenseful but like i think a lot of the suspense comes from your connection to the character and if you've connected with the character whether you pause it or not isn't going to change that got it okay good um is this action is in the cut action maybe i've never seen it oh boy oh boy i don't what do hey, I confuse it with? 
in the cut the is the Jane Campion, yeah. uh, Meg Ryan one. Yeah. What? What is? Is she a boxer? Is somebody a boxer no. in that one? No What's the one I confuse it with? With a with a lady boxer. Uh, enough. No, <laughs> not. I don't know. Maybe it will come to me. The, but in, the, the boxing movie? No, not Million Dollar Baby. Not that one. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I always... She's a boxing manager. Isn't Meg Ryan a boxing manager in a movie? Probably. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, well, tell me about In the Cut, which I've never seen, but people talk about very passionately. <clears throat> I don't get it. Really? Okay, yeah. Meg Ryan boxing movie um, is Against the Ropes. Okay, oh, okay, against the ropes in, in the, cut. the cut. You see it. You see it. Okay, thank you. No, thank I you. Got I'm it. not crazy. All right. Um, what is it like? Because I know I forget. I think I can't remember if Meg Ryan was like a last minute casting change, or it was one of those well, like, oh, this is so not like Meg Ryan to do. Somebody tell me, please, universe, tell me because I'm not going to look it up. I'm sorry. I'm an old woman. Um, it's produced by Nicole Kidman. And it has mm. big Nicole Kidman energy. Like, yowza. Meg Ryan is channeling her best Nicole. And I, I, I liked that. I have no problem with any of the performances in this. For me, I just didn't like the movie. I mm. didn't understand why I was supposed to care. I didn't understand why I was expected to sit there. I didn't understand the thesis, <laughs> I guess. Is it sexy? Not to me. Okay. I feel like that's how it's but, been sold to me, is that it's like, oh, it's a really sexy movie. But here again, we speak of cin- cinema, of being very, uh, you know, fluid, mm-hmm. and we all have our opinions. I just went on a tirade about how I like old John Cusack being nice to in- inappropriately aged women. <laughs> so, like, who am I to judge what you think is sexy? Fair. Very fair. I appreciate I, your honesty on that. But just for me, I didn't I didn't really, I didn't get that energy from it. Okay. Um, the who, Nick DiMici is in it. Oh. That I was... find him. Wait, is he the guy oh. I'm thinking of? He was. Was he on Boston Public? Was Nick Dimitri on Boston Public? I know Nick. Or I'm thinking because... of Nikki Cat. Wait, no, no, I'm thinking of Nikki Cat. Um, so, but but you know Dimitri. who he is because of Stakeland and Mulberry. <gasps> oh yes, I do. Yes. If uh, you, look, yeah, I would say price worth mm. the price of admission. Okay. I saw his name show up in the credits and I screamed. Do we see his penis in the movie? I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't um, remember that. I also want everybody to go to IMDb and look at his uh, his his IMDb profile picture. Um, he, like on one hand, he's kind of dressed like a tool. He's got this uh this hat and a scarf and a heart necklace that I would like to know the story behind. But he's also smiling directly at me right now. He's looking at me in a way that tells me that Nick Dimitri cares about me. And I like Nick Dimitri yeah. a oh, lot. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, he was in that, and that was okay. fun. Okay. Um, action. It's sometimes, you know, action is like, what's action? Um, I guess Dracula Untold is action. Dracula Untold. Which one is I, the... I sacrificed myself. I sacrificed 92 minutes of my life to watch Luke Evans be Dracula. Oh. Oh, this was when they were trying to do Marvel, but for uh, monsters, right? This was like with the mummy and then No, 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 no. I don't think so. Was Dracula Untold part of the mummy universe? Zach, text me and let me know. No. (laughs) 2014, PG-13. But that's so wild that you would say that because no, it wasn't part of that. And yet it is fully a superhero movie. And you know what? 
that I kind of like. Charles Dance is also in it. Oh, so. nice. I see that. But I didn't like it enough to be like, this mm. is worth your time for like a goof. Okay. But like, I wish they had made another one. Like, I really wish it had become a whole thing yeah. because I'm, I'm, you know, maybe you're a little sick of Spider-Man origin stories, but how would you like a Dracula one? <laughs> Does he impale people? Oh my gosh. The entire opening oh. is literally stylistically Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh! And I was like, so I mean, what are you, we doing here, everybody? You kind of have me at this. Is that, like, be honest. Should I watch it? I don't think that you would like it mm. that much. I think I don't think you would hate it, but I don't think you would be like, oh, wow, this really rang my bell. Okay, okay. It's a little... It, it has... On paper, there's a lot that could be like fun in like a campy way, Mm -hmm. but then it is still very self-serious. And there is a lot of let's cast somebody. There's a lot of strange casting. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. We'll we'll see where that goes. We'll see if, uh, if it ends up on my radar or not. But I mean, as far as action goes, I think that's it. Um, I only have, I guess, two, what, yeah, two official, yeah, these are, these are definitely action movies. Um, the first is very much an action movie. I had never seen it, and Brandon said, you should, I really like it. And we sat down and watched Brian De Palma's Mission Impossible. Woo! Yeah. I fucking love that movie. It's really fun. Yeah. Uh, it just, it moves so well. It, the one thing that, that bugged me and not, I won't say bugged, but I'm watching the movie and like, you know, the opening credits, you look at that cast and it's a ridiculous cast. Mm-hmm. And the entire movie, I'm like, okay, well, Kristen Scott Thomas is coming back. Like, she's got to be in on it. She's the big bad. And spoiler alert, like, no, Kristen Scott Thomas is dies in the first 20 minutes. Yep. And that's, that's got to be very disappointing because when I saw this for the first time, you know, when it came out. I didn't know who I was a child. I didn't know who Kristen Scott, well, Scott and Thomas the, was necessarily. And that's when Brandon pointed out to me. He's like, "No, he's like this was um wait, and what year was that? Mission Impossible was oh, I mean it was gonna... I think it was after The English Patient, but it was probably before The English uh wait, Mission Impossible. Why are there so many Mission Impossible? Is it like 96? It's 96. So The oh, English I'm Patient really was what? The English Patient and English Patient was also 96. That's why. So yeah. she, that hadn't come out yet or wasn't a thing yet. For sure, so she yeah. was just, you know, a, a small part who dies in the first scene. And that was crazy to me. And it distracted me so much because I'm like, I got this figured out. Like, it's definitely no, her. that's so interesting <laughs> was... because, you know, I probably saw, I didn't see it in the theater, but I probably saw it like when it came out on video. So let's say I saw it in 97 when I was 14. Yeah. Like, I didn't know who she was, so every time I rewatch it, I never go like, oh, Kristen Scott Thomas, big name, they're, they're, she's definitely going to show back up. That's so strange. It, like, really I just, totally see why. it colored the whole movie, because because there's so much, too, in the beginning, where, like, you know, like, you see, spoiler alert, you see Emilio Estevez die, you know he's dead. Yeah. Um, but there is clearly another character that you know is up to something, or, like, gets away. You see somebody blow up in a car, but did you really see them blow up in a car? And I'm so used to a movie like this that's like a heist movie that's the big thing the big reveal is that somebody isn't dead that you thought was dead so it's like it i if i i enjoyed watching it but it was this like rug pull out from under me of like i'm unsatisfied because this didn't do what i could have sworn it was gonna do yeah i mean and that's that you perfectly encapsulated why sometimes people give movies unfair reviews just based on their expectations oh definitely 
But yeah. like at least I mean you you're savvy enough to know that right. it was it's, it's, by yeah, your I'm not going to hold that against Brian De Palma and Co. How dare he? No. Um but in, you know uh, and on that note a movie that I thought I knew I was getting out of it and I got exactly what I wanted out of it 300 The Rise of an Empire. Have you is that watched like this? the second one? It is the sequel to 300. It's th- mm-hmm. I, I should would have just called it 301 or or 302 or 302. I don't know. It just the, the the naming of this movie is very annoying. Um, but this is the Eva Green one, and that's all you need to know. Eva Green is in it. She kicks ass. She is so great, and I could watch her do anything. And watching her behead people is top of that list. Um, I enjoyed this. It is. Like the first one, it is stupid. It is um, self-important, but it feels like it knows that a little more. Like this is Zack uh, Zach Snyder isn't on this one, it's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's very much like, oh no, make a fairly big budget sequel to a movie that you know um, it's ambitious in terms of like. And again, like I'm a Greek mythology person, so I'm enjoying that part of it. It's all done in front of a green screen, and it feels like it. But there's also a lot of beheadings, so um, I enjoyed it. It's it was exactly what I wanted out of life. I don't think I've ever seen it. You might enjoy it. <laughs> I think you, to me also, and again, I think, I can't, did we do 300? I think we might have. We might have. Yeah. I know we've talked about it at length. It's, 300 is a, is a fascinating movie to me. Um, there are things that I really enjoy about it. There are things that I find incredibly offensive and terrifyingly, uh, and it's not even misogynist. It's more, um, I mean, it's homophobic, but yet really homoerotic, which is everything Zack Snyder does. Uh, It is action that is, like, ugly and turned into a whole thing. But it also, without it, we probably wouldn't have had Spartacus the TV series. So I always have to thank it for that. I don't know. It's a lot going on. But I'm happy that there was a sequel to 300. I kind of want to live in a world where there's, like, a dozen more (laughs) direct-to-streaming sequels to 300, because I'd watch them. Well, geez, I mean, if you can pony up the bucks for, for some production, I'm yeah, sure they'll sure. go make it. You know, them. just move some money from this one. A little, little yeah, column A, little I mean, column B. They love just making yeah. more of something. They film it all in front of a green screen. They're really not that, not that expensive. So, yeah, I like 300, too. Um, those are my actions. Uh, shall we move over to drama? Yeah. Again, categorizing things really hard. Um, Not everything falls into one, so... Yeah, drama, she says. Okay, so I will talk about... I think this is probably a a decent place for this movie. I I watched The Grifters again in my quest to watch 100% of John Cusack's movies. Um, The Grifters uh, co-stars Annette Bening and um, Angelica Angelica Houston. And it is fucking phenomenal. I have never seen The Grifters. So Stephen Frears, who directed it, might be one of my favorite directors. I don't know. Like, he he's he coming through. Every movie I watch, because I also watch Dirty Pretty Things, which I also enjoyed. Oh, that's so good. Not as yeah. much as this. And he also directed Mary Riley, which is... I have not seen. Which is the fucking best fucking movie in the entire world, and I do not know why people don't talk about Mary Riley constantly. You know what? I'll do it. I'll talk about it constantly. We should we should cover it one of these days if it's around anywhere. It's so good, but I really love The Grifters. It was sexy and weird mm. and dated and and timeless, and and it was just so good. I cannot recommend it enough. It might be one of my favorite movies that. Cusack's in not my favorite performance, although he okay. is phenomenal in it. Hmm. 
But like, it's so good. I cannot say enough good things. I would watch it right now if I could. Nice, nice. I will. I know I have never seen it. I've always meant to. I just never got around to it. I know Brandon is not a big fan of it. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. So one of these days I'll unlock that. Yeah. I'd be curious if you Mm. guys ever look at it. Tell me. Will do. Um, Drama? Drama. Uh, I, I watched Enola Holmes. It was fine. Oh, that's the um, Eleven one from Stranger yeah. Things. Like she's like a little girl, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it was fine. I yeah. I kind of watched. I was there for Henry Cavill because mm. the Witcher. The Witcher made me understand why people like him. So now I'm like, oh, look, watch him wear a suit. But it was just like it was he's, okay. a, he's the kind of man that is very easy on the eyes. Yeah, like I didn't get it. Like uh-huh. he's Superman. I'm like, well, Brandon Routh. I get the fuck out. But like, <laughs> he's see Henry Cavill, and I don't know that I've ever. Like, I've seen the one Superman that was terrible. I've seen uh, Immortals. When I saw Immortals, I remember thinking, he's because Henry Cav- Cavill, Cavill is a beautiful man. He, he is one of those just like, oh, this man was chiseled and was born to be a movie star. For real. And I remember watching Immortals and thinking like, wow, like, this guy could be Superman. And then he was Superman. Um, not... <laughs> Somebody else had that thought. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Zack Snyder's thinking the same thing. And he's also thinking, this movie isn't, is, is, isn't gay enough. Um, the I don't think I am physically sexually attracted to Henry Cavill. I think he is too good-looking for me. Like, he's just to me, he's not interesting good-looking. But having said that, I guarantee if I was in person standing next to him, I probably couldn't speak. Yeah, for right. real. I bet he's jarring to look at. Yeah. And I agree with you. I do not find him attractive. I find Geralt Rivia attractive. Now you're getting Nick attractive. I just like I just like him and the Witcher. Um, but he he's fine. And I I get the appeal. Like I get why people like him and put him in things. So like I was like, oh, he, and he's he's Sherlock Holmes in this, which is a strange and interesting <laughs> choice. Sure. So I was like, all right, let's let's watch this. But like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was it didn't do it. I mean, look, I have to understand at some point that I am not the target audience. Yeah. for things. I have seen a million Sherlock Holmes stories, adaptations. I've seen a bunch of different mysteries. It gets cool that this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm, sure. But like they're making another one, I think. Oh, I'm OK with that. Yeah, good. Um, what else? Uh I watched the beta test. I guess that's a drop. I don't know what this is. Do I? Oh, you missed the hubbub, bub, then. I did. It's, um, so you, are you on the Jim Cummings train? You, are, are, are you we, all the... Are, are you speaking English? I don't know what's yeah. going on here. So Jim Cummings is, is, a, is a guy that everybody really likes right now. Um, he's is very he like a, hot. a TikToker or something? No, no. He's a, he's a filmmaker. He tends to be in the movies that he writes and or directs okay so he but he was also in halloween kills he was the really hot cop but he he did the wolf of snow hollow which i really liked and um, i want to believe these are real things and that you didn't five minutes before we record go into imdb and create a profile for him no so like remember when we remember we were younger in like like there was like a lot of hipster horror and it kind of like was tangential to like 
bro horror. So like your yeah, your, your, like your mumblecore type stuff. Your Swanbergs and your but sure, not, but not really, but kinda. So he feels like a nouveau ver- a nouveau version of that. Like a, like oh you know whatever. But like he's really good and he's so charismatic and really likable. And I think he's a genuine talent. It's amazing. I, are... I have I have never like I believe you. I am looking at his credits. I have never heard of this man. It's really, that's what I asked. Are you yeah. part of that crew? Because there are people that will like go to bat for him and like really, really, really enjoy him creatively. And then they're sitting next to that. Those people are someone that has never heard of him. Yeah. So, so, you know, uh, beta test, beta test came out. I think it's on Hulu. Um, everybody was watching it, but the subject matter made me a little like, I didn't mm. feel great about it. Because it's, like, about anonymous sex. And, okay. like, I don't, you know, people are sexually judgmental. Yeah. That can, this, that can be go wrong in the wrong hands very quickly. It didn't, it didn't, that aspect didn't bother me. Um, I liked it a lot. I found it memorable because he is very good and he is very charismatic. Okay. And this character is a complete piece of shit and knows it. And it is very entertaining. I would highly recommend it. Interesting. Um, all right, I'm intrigued. I will check that one out. That was streaming somewhere. Yeah, I, I believe so. I watched it in early February. Okay. So I'll find the it. mind she wanders. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched House of Gucci. What did you think of House of Gucci? It's exactly what I wanted. Good. I'm glad. Was it good? No. Was it bad? Eh. Um, was it I... exactly what I wanted? Yeah. I I would. Lo- I'm looking forward to watching it just because I I love I love me a how Italian can we be story? Oh yeah. It's, like it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need that in my choices. life. That's and that, and that's what I want. I, I want, I want my, um, we're Italian, even though we're not, and we don't, we wouldn't be talking like this, but we are going to be a talking like this. I, I, I was, Ever, um, everybody speaks English, everybody like speaks English. All the time. I, like, I was trying to figure out how to say it. Like I wanted to be careful how I said it online recently. Cause obviously, um, you know, figure skating, the Olympics were on and I have a lot to say about it. Um, and one of the things that's been really bugging me this year is the Italians, mm-hmm. because four years ago, the Italian Olympic team was like, when you think Italian figure skaters, that's what you got. They were big. They were grand. They skated like they talked with their hands. All of their names ended in vowels. All of their names were really long. Like they would they'd get on the ice and it was like they were having sex on ice. I loved them. And I also really like when my figure skaters are, like, very clearly their country. Like, when mm-hmm. your Russian figure skaters are really strict in Russian. Like, I just, I enjoy that. Um, and it was very disappointing this year. Like, my Italian figure skaters are just the, like, the, I don't know, like the, the pairs doesn't even, like, they, they just don't look like they want to eat pizza. And I don't like that. And the male figure skater, who's the, the best figure skater in Italy, his name, like, he's blonde and his name is Daniel Grossel, which doesn't even sound Italian, and it bothers me a lot. Um, so I've been like craving some some good, big, grand Italian entertainment. So it it is it is I I am not Italian, and and thus I don't feel like it's my place to say whether or not any of this is offensive. Um, <laughs> but I would describe the accents as like Chef Boyardee accents, which is like yeah, I I have no problem in the world with that. And, and, and people had a, look, I don't like Jared Leto at all. Let me preface. Um, I thought he was really, like, really good in this, really awful and dislikable and perfect. Nice. I don't know. There was, it, you know what I will say? Let me say this about that. 
this is this is a you know the Gucci movie, right? Mm-hmm. No good clothes. Oh, that's just nothing. That's crazy. It, barely, barely any ah, nice outfits. What? Lady Lady Gaga looked beautiful all the time, but it wasn't like a showcase of fashion and mm. and like it, or like you know like opulence. And I really wanted that. I wanted that opulence in those clothes, yeah. you know. And I didn't get it. It would have been a five star for me if it had mm. been like a little bit more. Yeah. That's, that's important, that. especially for a movie like that. Um, I watched Appointment with Death, which is a um, a, a mystery, um, a Poirot, a Peter Ustinov Poirot. Oh, okay. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's. I like his Poirot is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, I it wasn't my favorite, but it was it was good. And um, Carrie Fisher was in it, which was nice. a nice surprise. Um, I think. I'm gonna. Oh, I watched Murder by Death and I didn't like it. Um, did we did? Oh yes, no, no, no. Um, I I, uh, I saw Murder by Death maybe like third. I feel like that was one of like the first movies I watched with Brannon, where I hadn't seen it, but he had, and he showed it to me. It's it's fun. I remember there were some some like real funny moments, and that cast is ridiculous. Oh my gosh, for sure. Um. But, and it, um, what's his name, isn't it? Peter Falk is in it, right? Yep. The Peter yep. Falk and Eileen Brennan scenes, I remember finding really funny. Yep. But I think, to me, even then, I'm like, but it's not Clue. I, f- I feel like, if you're going to tell this story, mm-hmm. you got to be Clue, or else you're always going to be compared to Clue, and you're not Clue. And the problem is now, what does it say, 1976? We're so far from it, yeah. that the entire time, I was just thinking of movies I'd rather be watching. Mm. Interesting. And, and it, things didn't hit right, and and I think the racism was part of the joke, but oh, also yeah, but that's also right. I I still didn't want to be part of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. There's some um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I get why it was there. Like, hey, everybody, I know I know movies too. Like, right, you don't right, have to right. Explain it to me, but I I don't want it. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> Um, and the last one I'll talk about is No Exit because um, a lot of people had been watching mm-hmm. it. I watched um, that one as well. It was on Hulu, right? Hulu. Yes, it was. Hulu really coming through with some stuff lately. Have you noticed that? Um, yeah, I've been. Yeah, I'll, I'll. When we get to the horror, I think is probably where I have a few that were to me like, oh yeah, Hulu's picking up some good stuff. Yeah, it's it's fun because I felt like for a while there was no point having Hulu. For me, I was yeah. Like, Hulu. Oh. I think the things that generally I always find on Hulu. Hulu has a, a really good TV selection, and by TV I mean like all of Top Chef is on there, all of America's Next Top Model is on there, like yep. shows that are very easy back watching. And then the other thing is, I think Hulu might be aside from Canopy, Hulu has the best selection of documentaries, or they did for a while. Where there's huh. a lot of easy background, oh, yeah, let me just throw this documentary about bourbon on in the background type thing. Oh, that's interesting. That's a, that's that's interesting to know. I'm mm-hmm. trying to get back into using it because, like, we kept getting it and then un- unsubscribing and, get- and getting rid of it again because it wasn't consistently enough to watch. Sure. But I've never really checked out their documentary. Yeah, I think if you look away from the – just try the documentaries and, and just general TV. There's yeah. – that's, to me, the best one of, like, oh, yeah, I could just – I could have this on in the background, and Hulu is probably the best for that. Hmm. All right. Good to know. Well, 
I thought this movie was fine, but I would like to go back to Henry Cavill for just a second. Do you remember in All Stars season five when they had to do the the I'm in love with crush song and oh, everybody yeah. had to pick their crush and Angina hers was Henry Cavill and she couldn't say it. <laughs> she just kept saying Henry Cavill. Like I can't hear his name without hearing it in Angina's voice. Yes. So no exit was fine. It's I thought fine. the, the yeah. lead was fantastic. I thought she was great, and I really liked um, because it's a like it's a short movie and it should be paced tighter. Like it's not the best pacing, but I really appreciated what it, whatever it was the ten minute intro to her because it set her up really oh, clearly. Loved it. She's a recovering addict. She is still struggling. She is isolated from everybody, but she's trying, man. She's trying, and it made everything that came after. Her um, you saw her really fighting and you saw her trying to do the right thing. And when somebody's doing that after you see that they came from this very dark past, I thought that was really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, to me, the problem with the movie, it wasted Dale Dickey. You can't put Dale Dickey in your movie and not just have her be the greatest thing in the world. It was strange. It, it, it. I agree. I think I agree with you on the pacing. I think that's going to be my sticking point Mm -hmm. that, that I feel like I liked, I liked everybody in it, all the actors. I liked all the characters, even the bad characters. I, I, but I feel like it, it, it put its energy into places that I didn't need it to. Mm, And that could be a personal preference, obviously. But like for me, if, if you're going to have this like single location character driven thing, then I want you to give me a single location character driven thing. It needs to, I think I said this online, it needs to be that, that whole Buffalo kind Mm -hmm. of, is is whole Buffalo racist? Oh, maybe. I don't know. That's a good if question. If it is, I'm sorry that I, I say know. It. There, there are different, like, I learn every day, and I, <laughs> I remember know. learning, um, like, recently, like, the term spirit animal, which everybody still, like, throws around yeah. very casually, like, nope, that, not that, is not a, that is not a term to use, so don't use it. Um, I don't know, I have to do a little more Googling, but I'll, we'll, I'll we'll settle this by next time. I'll yeah. Google after, because I've been avoiding saying it, but I need to figure out a different way to say what I mean. Mm. But like when you I have... always go by the um, the rule of like Project Runway or Top Chef, where it's like, oh, I decided instead of doing something crazy, I just wanted to make you the perfect cherry pie. Um, I wasn't going to do a crazy jalapeno cherry pie. I just wanted to show you how good I can make a cherry pie or how good I can make a little black dress. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But if you're going to do that, it's got to be perfect. Yes. I, there is not, there is no room Mm -hmm. for anything less than perfection when you're going that bare bones. Yep. Agreed. And, and I feel like there was a little, a little superfluousness and there were things introduced that didn't pay off. And I and and I don't mm-hmm. mean to be hypercritical, Agreed. but like again, when you're presenting me with what is arguably my favorite fucking setup, I yeah. I expect um, a certain level of proficiency if you're gonna do that. Uh, completely, and especially because it like it knows it. The fact that the first thing they do is like play cards, so you're like, oh okay, right, we're gonna read each yep. other, we're gonna figure this yep. out, and it kind yep. of shows its hand too early, if you will, like. It could have gone longer without a certain reveal, and that right. would have that. really worked. The fact that now I said that, you said mm-hmm. that, and Zach had said it before I even was able to articulate it when mm-hmm. we were watching it. The fact that we all thought that way, it yeah. says to me that that there is something there. Maybe there there was like a desire to play with like expectations or 
or something, but then there was no other real. I mean, I guess there there's was like a one more reveal, but it, it's like never. It's really um, that does not have a payoff because it's very. I, I don't know, and and because it's a, a character that you, there is something there that the movie doesn't give a chance to develop to. Like that, in some ways, was the most interesting relationship. Yeah, and the movie throws it away really quickly. Yeah, it's it's strange. I but mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, if you, I would not begrudge somebody because I think James really enjoyed it, and and I, I think like I I get it, but like I'm a little bit more critical of those types of things because I like them so much. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's all I have. All right, so I have a few drama. Boy, do I have a weird gamut of drama. Uh, the first one was just one of those movies I had never seen, and it's been on Netflix forever. And I'm like, you know, I know every joke about this movie. I remember the scenes in Top Secret lampooning it, but I have never actually watched The Blue Lagoon. I haven't either. It's a fucking weird movie, girl. It's I... a... This yeah. movie, it... I am watching it, trying to put myself in the f- in the shoes of a Hollywood executive in 1980, <laughs> who would say, "Yeah, let's 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 bankroll this. Let's let's make this movie about two young cousins um, who are shipwrecked on an island and grow up together and have sex, and we're gonna make it really sexy, but we can't really show any nudity because we're casting a fucking 14 year old yep. in our lead part." Um, oh it is weird um it you watch it too and like this like right after i watched this um i think like the new razzie nominations came out or something and it just like made me so angry too because this movie was rat like brooke shields won the razzie you what fucking awful organization gives a worse performance to a 14 year old stuck in this movie where she had to spend six months defending her her nudity and non-nudity and everything it just everything about it's really icky like Mm. it it's fascinating because you just watch it thinking again why make this movie but it was also a big hit so what do i know yeah it's one of those and maybe i think it sounds like it was this way for you it's one of those that like i i know who's in it i understand it i get the references but i've never actually seen it because i never felt like i really would get anything additional from it Mm -hmm. and it sounds like maybe what you're saying is that i was right i mean it's a little more racist than i knew it would be (laughs) Jeez. okay um, christopher atkins is is really like unpleasant to to listen to uh it's it's really pretty. Like, there's a lot of scenes underwater. They're beautiful yeah. people to look at. Those um, are the, I think those are the things I'm, those are the visuals I'm familiar with. Like, the yeah. really beautiful, like, exotic type of Yeah, visuals. I mean, it's a fantasy. It, it is, yeah. you know, imagine being marooned on this island where there is with coconut my everywhere. Like, with your hot cousin, I guess, is a thing that, oh no, it's just, there's so much... And it's so cringy, but like again, I don't hold anything against the actors. I hold it against anybody that thought this was a good idea for a fucking fourteen-year-old to do. It's oh yeah, like I felt gross. But then I know there's sequels that have like I think Mila Jovovich is in one, and I remember Married with Clickers, um, friend, great podcast if you haven't listened to them, uh, covering like one of like the Lifetime sequels to it. So I'll probably watch more of them, but I don't necessarily. You don't need to see it. Um, but it's on Netflix if you ever felt the need to. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, another one, uh, I forget what year this was, but um, somehow this, um, my husband and was talking about, whose yours was 1986? Wow. We watched who's, who's Yours. I can never say that. Hoosiers? Hoosiers. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Um, 1986, <laughs> it's a basketball movie with Gene Hackman, Barbara Hershey, and Dennis Hopper. This is, um, it's weird that this is 86. I I mean, part of it's that it's set in, I guess, the 50s, I believe. It, but it just does not feel like this movie was made in 1986. Uh, hmm. It is a very... If you have seen any sports feel-good movie, you have seen Hoosiers. I, I like, kind of low-key love sports movies, but it's something that I really don't ever give into because then who would I be? It's okay. You can but live your I truth, also, girl. Live your truth. That cast, I really like Gene Hackman. That's another thing that I'm coming to he, And with. he is he's great in it. Um, I mean, Gene Hackman is, I don't know that Gene Hackman has ever given a bad performance. I don't, even when he's not trying, he's good. Yes. And in this, like, because he's kind of a jerk, um, and Love because, it. like, that's kind of interesting to it. Uh, yeah, if, if you haven't, it's, you know, it's one of those, like, very American movies. There's a lot of things within it that once you see, you're like, oh, okay, that's where that's from. Oh, okay, I get that reference. That's interesting. Yeah. So, is it, is it, is it feel good? Yeah. It is okay. like will feel good make, to the will point. It make me cry? No, um, it didn't for me because there, there's one like, there's two things I think about it that are kind that are kind of bothersome. One is it does have some. You could tell this movie. It's all. It's just under two hours. I guarantee it was originally three. Like there are a lot of things that feel like they're missing. Like um, Barbara Hershey's arc does. It feels like there's definitely missing scenes within that. There is a very, like, important character kind of presented in the beginning as, like, the key to their success. And the movie doesn't develop that. It just suddenly he's there. And you're like, wait, but, but, but how did that? Okay. And then there's this other thing with Gene Hackman's character where basically he is kind of a disgraced coach because he got, he had anger management issues and got violent with a student. And so you're like, okay, are we going to explore that? And they really don't. <laughs> they just kind of let that go. So it's, uh, you know, it. It's very Americana, if you will. Huh. All right. Well, I, I don't know. You might be yeah, interested in that. Yeah, at some point in life. Yeah. Um, and then I have two, uh, two more dramas. One, I want, I don't think you've watched this yet, because I feel like we would have talked about it. It is on Hulu. It stars your girl. It is Spencer. No, I have not. Okay. Um, that's on Hulu? It's on Hulu, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Is it good? I'm worried that I won't like the subject matter. How did you feel about Jackie? Did you watch Jackie? I didn't because didn't, I don't okay. like stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the same director, obviously. And it is like, I wouldn't say, because I think it's going to be very easy to pigeonhole him as like, oh, he's the guy that makes um, these kind of slightly yeah. expressionistic movies about these complicated female figures of recent history. Um, I, I liked Jackie more than this. Um, the thing, Kristen Stewart's great. She mm -hmm. is not surprisingly very good in this and going places and giving a really interesting performance and a very tense performance. You were kind of holding your breath with her in moments. It looks really great. It sounds really great. I like the score. I wish this movie was weirder because it, it's weird. It's like Jackie, it's but it, but more so, it's very 
it's a little bit dreamlike. It feels a little bit, um, I, I've heard it described on um, William Bibiani, who's a film critic, uh, described it as, this is a haunted house movie. And I'm mm. like, oh yeah, it, it's there. I wish it leaned into that. I wish, like, there's a couple of, like, kind of weird fantasy moments. And it's not that I needed more of those. It's like, I wish the whole thing had this undercurrent of what, of just barely hanging on. Because, like, that's there. But if he had pushed a little, little further, I would have yeah. loved this movie. And instead, I'm like, and I'm not a Princess Diana anything. Like, I, I, I understand the appeal. I understand why there have been 8,000 different properties made about her life in the past two years. Um, and I think this comes at a different angle on it. And I think that's interesting. But I just, yeah. Like, I, this, this could have really been, if it had been weird, if it had been weirder, I would have really, really gotten something out of it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, last drama is one that I know you've seen. We talked <gasps> about it briefly, uh, but <gasps> I had not seen it yet. And that is The Last Duel. Oh, I really liked it. Did you like it? I did really like it. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't Ben Affleck, look, I'm loathe to say this, but wasn't he phenomenal? He was wonderful in this. When Hey, ever we knew it from Dazed and Confused. When Ben, ben Affleck plays an asshole, it's like it's uh, Kirsten Dunst. They are at their best when they are playing the worst. Um, and he is great as just a dick. I love it. Yeah. And because I, I can't remember we talked about this. Like I, I am. I find that Damon pretty gross. Like I, I don't think Ugh. he's a good person. I, Shame. I think he's an okay actor. Um, but I find him very distasteful. I feel like he is probably a a bad human being. And so he gets to when a movie like sees that in him, which I feel like this does. Whether and I, for all I know, I think he wrote his segment. But like when he gets to play that. Um, it's great. <laughs> I I think that the way the film is laid out, because again, I didn't know going in that it was essentially three different mm-hmm. movies, but I was very angry when it was so fucking Matt Damon heavy at the beginning. Uh-huh. I was like, what is happening? So it was really satisfying when we get to see it from different perspectives yes. and we realize just how um, obnoxious or yep. Petty untrustworthy. And... Yeah. All yeah. of the bad things that he is and how, and how he, th- and, and it's, and it really, it, I think putting his story first really hits home how this like false sense of like, yep. You couldn't have and... do it and done it any other way. Yeah. Because, sure. yeah, you needed the bridge into him to see him as this, you know, here somewhat of a, you know, a gallant man who's doing the right thing. And then to see that unraveled from two di- two different people who are, again, I, th- I think the movie is, you know, pr- pretty, uh, to me, this movie is saying um, Jodie Comer's point of view is the right one. But that yeah. could just be my interpretation because I'm a no, woman I think, and I'm seeing it that I way. I think that is, the, I think that is that is true yeah i think that that has been said by by screenwriting people um i think yeah i think it's i think it's really i think a lot of it's really interesting and i get i think i probably said this when i first talked about it like there are a grouping of people who are very vocally against this movie that they have never seen because of the subject matter and who made it Mm. and i get that to a degree But there is an erasure of a main actress who puts in an amazing, harrowing performance and a female screenwriter. Mm-hmm. 
you do that. And I yep. do not necessarily appreciate that. Also, I get that we are we don't want to see women get brutalized in film. I am the number one fan of that. Do not brutalize a woman for the sake of it. I will say, again, the scenes of that are relatively tame, considering yeah. I watch a lot of fucking horror movies. <laughs> and they drive to a purpose and they are emotionally resonant in a way that doesn't depend on them being shocking. And they are not male gazy and they are not done to titillate. The, there is it, nothing sexy about the nothing the at all. scenes. Yeah. And this is coming from number one Adam Driver fan, Christine Makepeace, right here. I <laughs> nothing sexy about yeah. this movie at Agreed. all. Yeah. And, 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 and they're so great. dirty. And they too. Be. I love it. I would watch yeah. it again right this second. If yeah, you no, I was I was pleasantly not sorry, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised. Um I was happily satisfied, I would say. Yeah, I get I get a, a level of like hesitance going into it because I shared that until I started to see a couple people say interesting things yep, and yep. I was like, huh, is this actually good? And this is one, I mean, it's what, two and a half hours and I yeah. watched it in one sitting. Like it just, it it does not feel its length. It moves. It's <sighs> really real, right? engrossing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it so I much because it's tough because I can, you know, forest for the trees. Maybe I'm like really oh i love adam driver so much and sure. uh, like i don't but like nah i think it was a good movie I, i'm with you all right i've got three musicals and then we'll pause for horror so uh, i cannot do you have any musicals believe you didn't ask what you just did if i had any musicals. um i was getting there i just you know was gonna lead with i bet you don't are you surprising me do you have any musicals no but okay, i wanted to be i wanted to be shockingly enraged for no reason I don't have any musicals. Okay, well, there's one that you... I don't I don't think you... No, I don't know if you want... Okay, so uh, I watched <laughs> on Amazon Prime, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which is the Irish drag... Or not Irish, it's English drag queen one with Richard Grant. Have you heard anything old? of this? No, it's like two years ago, but it... Um, the reason I thought you would have heard it was because it was a musical on the West End in England. I don't think it's... It has not come to New York. Michelle Visage was in it in the West End. Ooh. She always talked about it. That's why I was yeah. curious if you knew about it. Um, it. The movie is about this 16-year-old boy in England, in like working-class England, and he's gay, and he decides he wants to be a drag queen. And um, he is mentored by Richard E. Grant, who is always lovely. Mm -hmm. uh, Bianca Del Rio has a really small cameo, um, but it's kind of, you know, him, like you know, learning to be leaving himself and his dreams and every, the whole high school comes behind him and everybody's happy. Um, I am personally disappointed in myself for not knowing this. I'm, I, yeah, I guess I had heard about it and like kind of had no desire to watch it until I had nothing to watch at the gym. I'm like, okay, a musical. That makes me move. I'll watch one of those. Uh, it's cute. It's, it's very, um, like you talk when we talked about like when you know something isn't aimed at you it's kind of how I felt about this like yeah, like, yeah. there's a beautiful you know I, and Richard E. Grant actually has like given interviews where he said like I turned the role down a few times because I didn't think I should play another gay man when you know there are gay men who don't get cast in these parts mm -hmm. but the, like the director really wanted him and everything and he has this like lovely scene song that's all about um, basically like you know how he was you know a pioneer and then aids broke everything like but it's so it's you have like this moment of um like old school kind of queer history but the majority of the movie is this you know very charming sweet happy young boy and 
singing about believing in himself. Like it's, yeah. you know, like it's, it's very cute. It's fine. It's, um, it, some of the songs are, are sweet, but they're not my taste of a musical. Like they feel mm-hmm. very much like they're, you know, a bit auto-tuned and all of that. So, but it's, it's cute. It's feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also watched another musical you might have heard of, although I doubt you've seen it. It is now on Disney Plus, and that is West Side Story. I have not seen it, but if there is a musical that I'm going to see, it probably would be this one. Um, I don't know if you know this, but my husband likes musicals, and he was a musical theater guy. I did not know he was a took, musical theater guy. And took dance and uh, like what? and have seen a lot of shows and and stuff. Did he play um, Tony in high school? I don't know. I don't. Oh, believe, I don't believe that he, there was ever, this ever happened. But like he knows a lot about. <laughs> this stuff and and had shown passing interest i believe if, if we were going to theaters if things were the way they you know had been sure. when it came out i'm pretty sure i would have seen it in the theater but now that like there isn't that push and i know it's just kind of out there i don't know that i'll ever watch it that's why i t- what i try to do i try to cram in the oscar movies before oscars yeah because otherwise it, something like doesn't win oscars and and then I'm like, am I ever going to watch The Lost Daughter? Ah, uh, no, maybe not. And like, whereas like, at least if I'm trying to cram it in before Oscars, like I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, West Side Story, it's, it, if you're going to watch a musical, it's a really good one to watch. It's, yeah, I mean, I know it's a good story. Like... Yeah, and this one's good. Um, it's not perfect. There are kind of two nagging things about it. One, um, I, 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 there is the Ansel Engel Gort who is that? I don't know how you say his name. I thought I so okay. Here's a funny, an even funnier story. I thought him and um, Young Solo were the same person. <gasps> no, they have the same initials and they're both weird names. Okay, they are. Um, that boy that's the Young Han Solo was in that movie Beautiful Creatures Alden that I wanted. Erwin to... Erwin Reich is that his name? Uh, yeah, something like that. So I knew him before, like. So he has a place in my head. Understood. And the, the other one is just the other one. So I guess that's why Ansel was in Baby Driver, which I, which didn't, I didn't enjoy. See. Yeah. So like, he's the Baby Driver one to me. So the problem with Baby Driver Boy is that, like, I, I you know, putting aside the whole like, oh, apparently he, you know, sexually assaulted a, a minor. Putting that aside, um, mm-hmm. I. The thing about West Side Story, every production of West Side Story, the worst thing about it is Tony. Because typically, like, if if, if you've anybody who has ever participated in a high school production of guys in, of, of anything of West Side Story knows that you always have more talented women than men. And the guy that's got to play Tony has to be like the straight guy that can kind of sing. And that's yeah, slim pickings in most public high schools across America. And basically, like, that's what they did in this movie. They they picked, like, a handsome guy who can sing okay. Like, he, he can hold a note. But he's not... He wasn't cast for his singing. So at that point, you're like, okay, well, then he's going to be a really good actor, right? And he's really not. Like, he's kind of a void. And that's a shame. I find him to be, in everything I've seen him in, my, I find him to be very wooden. He's so wooden in this. Um, in fairness, he was not as bad as I thought he would be because everything I'd heard about this was that like, oh, he's, he ruins the movie. I don't think he does, but I think this could have been, it, it is missing something because it lacks uh, half of the central romance in a way. Whereas mm-hmm. like Rachel Ziegler is so good and so natural and so, 
you just her you know she starts seeing and she see, you see her beautiful face and you're just sucked into her and then you're looking at who she's singing to and you're like oh honey aim higher you could do better mm, um, that's a, that's disappointing it is but but that being said there's so many other things about this that um that it does really right the um is it mike feist is riff and he is so good and it is a character that is usually not one that you remember but you could tell that this kid put so much into this performance and he is playing it in a way that really changes what you're seeing what you what you saw in the past movie because suddenly this character who is a big part of the story but he's a big part of the story in the past because he's just there for a plot thing he's got to die so that this can continue whereas in this one like oh no he's his presence is building this world and you understand who the jets are based on this kid um it is beautiful to look at it and it is interesting to look at i think um like spielberg came at this with a vision and it's on screen and it doesn't quite look like the uh 61 film it has its own um identity um ariana du bois is fantastic which is not surprising uh it the songs are great the music is great the dancing is great but i will say and i'm I hesitate to say this to someone like you who is not a musical fan because this one thing I didn't that I felt this movie slightly missed a mark on is your mate I know the barrier to of people to musicals I don't have that I will watch any musical I love musicals but I understand that there are a lot of people out there who are like I don't know it's weird when they start singing I get that <laughs> and the yeah. problem I had with West Side Story is that the drama is so good and cinematic and you can have characters screaming at each other and it is visceral and it feels of it feels very immediate and then the sound cues come in and they are such familiar sound cues that it's oh right now we go into a song and now we're in in a musical it doesn't have that organic for me transition into drama to we're singing a song it feels Mm -hmm. like and now we are singing a song and I was like, oh, like it, it keeps it from, if, if it had found a way to bridge that, if it had been grittier, I think that's it. That, it, And it's a beautiful, big budget musical. I want choreographed dance sequences yeah. where everybody knows the steps. But because it is also trying to be this very gritty story, there is, you occasionally get those disconnects on some of the bigger numbers or grander numbers where you're like, Oh, now we are turning into a musical for this sequence. And it just like, I'm like, oh, like it just misses the mark in that way. Like it's a four star, not a five star for me. Huh. I think maybe I'll ask Zach if he wants to watch it. I would like you guys to watch it. Give it a try. I, just, I know that he was interested. Yeah. 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 He was interested and, 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 and then, you know, I, I mean, I can, I like things. Yeah. You'll like the dancing. Everybody looks beautiful. The costumes I, are gorgeous. You know, those are the things I like. The costumes are so good. <laughs> um, Rita Moreno's great. Um, you've, you've, it, it, it does some good things and it, it fixes some things. Um, it, and again, I don't know how familiar you are with the original it does enough, and it's Tony Kushner doing the screenplay, and basically he's just moving some things around, cleaning up a word or two here, making some characters more specific and a little more timely without them being of this era, and it really works. I, th- I think the script really makes a difference to make this movie very smart and very worthwhile. 
It's just little things about it that I am very picky about. I get that. All right. My last musical before we go into horror. Uh, This is an odd one because it's like, would not necessarily immediately be thought of as a musical, but it really is a musical. And that's what makes it so interesting. Uh, And this we did, we watched a few weeks ago. So it was before the world went into the exact mode that it is in today. Um, otherwise might have been like a little less eager to rewatch it. And this was a movie that I used to like a lot as a kid and I had to get the Netflix disc cause it's not available anywhere. And that is Taylor Hackford's white nights. What is that? You, okay. I, I bet you, you probably know this movie in your own way, in your own heart. Um, 1985. Okay. Um, I was three. You were a little so, girl, but this movie aired. This is so of its time in such a fascinating way. Uh, this was uh, was not his first film, but it was the big first leading film for Mikhail Baryshnikov. Got it. Um, he is paired with Gregory Hines. Got it. Uh, this is the movie where Taylor Hackford met his future wife, Helen Mirren. Got it. And this is the film debut of a young woman named Isabella Rossellini. Oh, I love Isabella. Yeah. Um, this movie is wild. White Knights, uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov is a ballet dancer and he's basically playing Mikhail Baryshnikov. He has defected from (laughs) Russia. Like eight years earlier, he defected in order to not be stuck in Soviet Russia. Uh, and he has been a very successful ballet dancer traveling the world. He is on a plane and his plane goes down in Siberia. What? This sounds amazing. This is all the, girl, girl, this is all in the first five minutes. So his plane is crashed. He's freaking out because he's like, oh, shit, I can't be caught in Russia because he defected. And they catch him. And it's like, ooh, what do we do? We have this figure who is really important who the U.S. Embassy wants back. The world is watching us. So we can't, like, mistreat him and kill him. But what a coup it would be for Russia to be able to say he's staying now and he's going to be a ballet dancer back in Russia again. And meanwhile, it's Russia, where, like, ballet is its whole language of, of things there. Um, Helen Mirren is his ex-girlfriend who was, like, um, who he used to dance with, who is now in charge of the ballet. And now it gets more interesting. As we throw in, Gregory Hines is a American tap dancer who is defected to Russia because he AWOLed Vietnam because he was a soldier and he was disgusted by what, what, by what the life was. And so he, he left the army. Uh, he cannot go back to the U S cause he'd be arrested. He has fallen in love with Isabella Rossellini, who was a Russian. And uh, basically the Russian government is like using Gregory Hines to sort of like help keep Barishnikov in line. Cause Gregory Hines is a snap dancer. So it's like, okay, well just, you got to keep a watch on him. Just make sure he doesn't go anywhere. Um, you know, because we'll also, if you don't, then we will put your girlfriend into the gulag or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, so you have like so timely 80s uh, Cold War, but you also have these amazing musical sequences where you have Barishnikov dancing, you have Gregory Hines like tap dancing and singing. It opens with him doing a Porgy and Best number. You have the two of them dancing together. Um, it is and I'm watching this and realizing, I'm like, this is a musical. And then I watched, there's like a, you know, 10 minute uh, making of on the DVD. And Taylor Hackford says, basically, he's like, I I wanted to make a musical that wasn't a musical. And this, and I wanted to make a movie with Mikhail Marishnikov and Gregory Hines. And this is what we came up with. So it's like, so one of those specific movies built around these very special talents of these two men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is wild. 
it's not perfect, um, but it is so entertaining because it is, I cannot compare it to anything. Interesting. Yeah. You know, as you went in depth on it, it kind it came to of mind, right? felt familiar. Mm-hmm. But like it used to I, be on TV back in the nineties. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I, yeah. Because I, I mean, I was, I loved ballet when I was little, so I knew who Varshnikov was, mm-hmm. and I like on site, like I could pick him out. Sure. So maybe it's just as simple as that. I was clicking through and and saw something and and stopped on it for a while because I recognized who it was. Yeah, I hope this comes to streaming somewhere because nobody's mm. gonna watch it because it's not. But it is so different, and. It, I mean, again, timely in its own way, but really worth a watch if you can get your hands on it. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. All right. That was all of our non-horror. Do you want to take a quick break and come back and dive into that? Let's do it. Yeah. What the hell are musicals? It appears to be a play where the dialogue stops and the plot is conveyed through song. Through song? Yes. Wait, so an actor is saying his lines and then... Out of nowhere, he just starts singing? Yes. Well, that is the stupidest thing that I have ever heard. You're doing a play, got something to say, so you sing it? It's absurd. Who on earth is going to sit there while an actor breaks into song? What possible thought could the audience think other than this is horribly wrong? Remarkably, they won't think that. Seriously? Why not? Because it's a musical, a musical, and nothing's as amazing as a musical with song and dance and sweet romance and happy endings happening by happenstance. Bright lights, stage fights, and a dazzling chorus. You want to be great, then you got to create a musical. I don't know. I find it hard to believe. We're back. We're talking about horror. I got a few. You got a few. Yeah. Do you want to... (laughs) So, um, before I forget, we've said we are going to close the show talking about the new Scream. Because we've both seen it. And we want to talk about it without spoiling. So we'll do that at the end. But before that, do you want to just start throwing titles at me and I'll throw titles at you and we'll do a thing? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Um, of note is uh, I'm going to skip a bunch because I've watched a lot of horror movies because I have, you know, a lot of comfort movies that happen to fall in that mm-hmm. genre. Um, but I did watch the movie Cell twice. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, wait, there's a wait, what? Yeah. We're not talking about the Stephen King. No, we are. But every time I say so, oh, people go like, oh yeah, Jennifer Lopez was really good in that. And I'll be like, no. Here's what's funny. People do that. In my mind, I'm like, yeah, that that is that Kim Basinger one where, you know, she's where she, her and Chris, a young Chris Evans are, because I'm thinking cellular. So I, which, and then, yeah, and then you can easily get to phone booth from there if you want to. Yep, yep. But, <laughs> so I watched Cell twice because I want, I I have written an article about it, um, and it will be published sometime next week, I believe. So if you follow me on the social medias, I'll I'll be posting it. Um, I am a very big fan of this movie. It is it is 2016 Cell, starring Sam Jackson and John Cusack. Um, it's it's everyone's favorite 
Stephen King adaptation with John Cusack <laughs> and Sam Jackson that's not 1408. But um, I think it's a really weird movie. It doesn't feel like it takes place in 2006 or it was filmed in 2016 at all. It does. It is. It feels much older than that. Possibly because the book is from 2006. Yep. It was also in development hell forever. Um, it is so much better than people give it credit for the overall distaste for it is surprising and confusing it is weird it is like the stand with with phones um it's tech horror but it's also not and it's zombies but it's tech and it's strange and wonderful and i think at this point i completely love it i i've only watched it once a couple years ago um, the thing that I just can never get over with that movie, and it was also, again, I, 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 it was the, that's the only audiobook I've ever done. I'm not an audiobook person. For whatever reason, I had that on audiobook, and so I did that one. I, why are there so many stories about dads trying to find their sons? Because it, like, well, I just don't care. Stephen King, I'm sorry, but like, oh, I and, and I, I don't speak about this very openly very often, except on the show, which if you listen to it, you know already. <laughs> I do not like Stephen King. I, I'm maybe he's a great guy. He tweets some wild shit. He's had some offensive takes. His books do not appeal to me. He, he's, I don't think he's even that good. His ideas are great, but his execution is questionable. Just because he's written a million books does not mean he's necessarily that good. That being said, he has changed the face of horror. Without question. Yeah. Good, bad, or indifferent. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but, but, so my angle, spoilers for if you want to read what I wrote, is I get what you're saying. Why is every movie about a dad looking for his kid? I don't care about dads. I don't care about dads, Emily. I don't. <laughs> but if you look at this through a tech horror lens, all modern, most modern tech horror or, you know, then tech horror has kind of become social media slash app horror. We don't really have too much straight True. tech anymore. Yeah. But so if you look at this as phone slash tech horror and it's modern, it is not usually we don't usually have male protagonists in that genre. It's typically younger women. Yeah, that's fair. So it's really interesting to see like a middle aged man and his friend, his man friend dealing with this because it, it's we've decided phones are, are, are women's work. Like, oh, talking on a phone, that's for girls or something. Um, Getting possessed so look, by a demon app, that's for girls. Kind of. But if you look at it through that lens, it's kind of cool that it's dudes. But if you look at it through a Stephen King lens, you're like, Jesus, are we doing this again? <laughs> and the answer is yes, we are. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But Isabel Furman's in it, which is something yes, I always yes. forget. And she is always the best. I don't know. I look, I get it. I really like this movie and I think that there's a lot of really cool interesting stuff there. But if someone was like I don't like this movie, I would be like fine. I I will watch it again in a few years through your eyes and we'll see where I go. It, it'll be a very complicated procedure. <laughs> we we have to wait a few years for the technology to be there. Yeah, let, wait for the tech to catch up because I need them back after. Yes, yes. Um, but if you ever want to talk about Cell, anybody out there in listener land, just slide into my DMs and let's talk about it for an hour. Nice. Um, what Lies Beneath is one of the best movies ever made, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, I watched Cast a Deadly Spell and I didn't like it. I don't know that one. What is that one? So Cast a Deadly Spell is a movie from the very early 90s that will come up in casual conversation a lot. 
Um, it's Fred Ward. Oh, uh, who I always like. Um, Clancy Brown. I can't believe I couldn't remember <gasps> his name. Clancy Brown. Um, yeah, it is a bunch of people in it. It, I get what it was doing. It was like it's supposed to be like this, like detective story, this like '40s, I think, detective story. But it's also in a world that has like magic, mm-hmm. which, I mean, in, like hook me up to it. I want this forever. But like, it didn't. The execution of it left me wanting quite a bit. It it's a good cast. I mean, a young Julianne Moore. Yeah, uh, I forgot she was in it. Yeah, Lee Turgeson. Uh, interesting. I, I, I've heard the title, but I guess I never, if I, I mean, quite frankly, if I'd known Clancy Brown was in it, obviously I would have watched it already. I mean, it's Martin Campbell who did Casino Royale and several Bonds and uh, No Escape, which is a, always a fun one. I, interesting. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the movie. I just don't think it didn't that work it's for you. a me movie, okay. but it's weird. So it for... seems like I should watch it. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah, okay. I I went into it, and, and maybe one day I'll rewatch it again. I went into it really thinking I was going to connect to it mm-hmm, in like sure. a, in like a profound way because it of of the what it is, how, how weird of a mix of genres it is, but like it kind of fell flat. Hmm. Um, have you heard everybody talking or anybody talking about the Deep House? The I'm getting this confused with. Um, so there is this. Wait, is this the Anna de Armas one? No. No, that's Deep Water. Oh, no wonder why I'm confusing them. Um, Yes, I have not seen it. I have seen, I looked at the poster and was like, ooh, this looks cool. And then I saw saw people be like, no, it's not. Where do you stand? I, so, you know how sometimes, like, we talked about it with Hellfest. Like, I'm afraid of, like, going to haunted houses. So, like, a haunted house horror Mm -hmm. movie is going to really work for me. I really don't like water, like, at all. So anything with water is going to really work for me. It is a found footage haunted house movie underwater. Uh, is it as good as that premise sounds? Because that's a great to premise. M- to me, it was. Interesting. Okay. But but I think to other people, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. The ending is a bit, I liked the ending, but I could see people not enjoying mm-hmm. it. So I wonder if that put people off or okay. maybe people might be like kind of tired of like, like a found footage first person kind of thing. I feel like, if anything, like, they're going to come back. Because it's been a while now without found footage being, like... I mean, it used to just be, you know, if ten horror movies came to streaming in a month, eight of them were found footage. And I feel like that's not the case anymore. And I've seen, like, more and more people be like, I kind of miss found footage. Yeah, I think think it still has its um, passionate proponents. But I do... I I don't know. I... I still like it because I think you can tell interesting stories if you Agreed. use it properly. Agreed. I think like, if you use it poorly, it's really more painful to watch than almost any other genre. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you don't need to do it. Right. And if it you could, use it, it unnecessarily, it's distracting. Yeah. yeah. I thought th- I thought this was phenomenal. It terrified me. Ooh, nice. Like I had to hide under Ooh. under my fingers I'm because I was too that. scared. Nice. It's exciting. Uh, yeah, I I did my perennial rewatch of The Haunting. The Haunting uh, might be a perfect movie, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll get back to that at Wouldn't some point. Wouldn't argue that. Um, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Nice. No. Now that's now a perfect, that movie. perfect movie. Perfect movie. <laughs> perfect movie. Perfect movie. I'm glad we're in agreement on that. For sure. <sighs> I slept on that movie for too long because I thought it was going to be bad. I it's... I wore my Crypt Keeper shirt to go see it in the theater when I was 14 and it came out. Wait, was I 14? Was it 96 or 94? 
95. I was 13. Um, I was 12 because I think it came out in November because I remember it was like half day because we had like teacher conferences and I was so excited because it meant I could go see it like earlier Friday afternoon. And mm-hmm. I did. I, I didn't, I had a complex relationship with Tales from the Crypt. I didn't like how schlocky they were sometimes. Yeah, because, I, I like, get that. The original EC comics were sure. like more serious. So I, I wanted them to have more like heft to them. What's funny, I don't know if you've rewatched any Tales from the Crypt, like, Ugh, recently. Yeah. It, what's really funny to me is the ones that are, that go really, that go really dark are real sometimes uncomfortable, because there's, it's that mix, mismatch of, you're trying to make me laugh, but you're also killing a, a pregnant woman who didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's that weird, like, some of them hit harder now. I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it, it what an odd duck that was. I, I I agree with you, and I think one of the reasons why Demon Knight works is because it it takes the tone of it is is absurd. It's yes. absurdist, and, and it's, everybody is. It's one of those things where you have a giant cast, and most of them die, and it's not that they all deserve it, but it lets the movie let them deserve it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's it. Create creates the universe where this is the only thing that yep. can happen yep. and you have a lot of likable characters in Ugh, it. cch pounder my heart it's it's a really phenomenal movie yeah. I, I i hope no one is a uh, holding out on it for some reason at this point i think we've all said so many times how good it is yeah i feel like it's finally gotten the love it deserves but if you're one of the rare people out there who's like tales from crypt demon knight what a joy you're in for i'm jealous of you yeah i mean it's so good. It, it also infinitely rewatchable. Yep. And a perfect, um, I wouldn't even call it a horror comedy, but it is a horror movie with a sense of humor in a way that doesn't take away from the horror, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Oh, so good. All right. So I have a couple more. I went, I dug deep into the annals of Shudder. Mm-hmm. Not really. I just don't watch Shudder stuff enough. And I was like, all right, let's get serious about this. Um, so I watched 1990s, which feels late. Pledge Night? I don't know this. Yeah. So it's, in order to become a member of a fraternity, the applicants have to go through initiation rituals to show their loyalty. Way back in the 1960s, someone played a nasty blah, blah, blah. So it's about, like, a, a frat who does hazing and, like, a kid died getting hazed. Like a hippie mm-hmm. died getting hazed, and he comes back to like torment them. But there's a lot of like him popping out of other people's body. Okay, so it's, it's it's really weird. Uh, my review of it is: this movie is weird. I think it's good. Parts of it are good, <laughs> but then other parts aren't. I don't know. This movie is weird, and I think that's how I still feel. Okay, that 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 holds up. I believe you. It's weird, but like if you're if you're going if you you know if you really like like college horror you know like dormy I mean, type I, of I'm a completist for that era, so that I had never heard of this makes me think I need to watch it just because it's weird that I haven't. I like to have that whole gamut of 1982 you, to 2000 covered. You so should I, watch I need it. to watch it. Yeah. The, this is me recommending it. It's okay. weird. It's and it does on. not feel like 1990. So if somebody told me, oh, actually, this was filmed in 86 and that sat there. On IMDb, it says 88, so probably. Okay. So it doesn't feel 
it feels much much more seated in the 80s which okay. i think helped it i yeah. liked that um i finally got around to watching the cleansing hour i thought you already had watched that no i Wait, haven't that's, that's the kyle, kyle Gallner exorcist correct okay. i have not seen that I maybe we talked, talked about, about that i guess i must have talked about it then what did you think of it i was overall kind of disappointed yeah me too but kyle Gallner, so good i so good like yeah can see, can see, he he put this movie on his shoulders yeah and he just uh, walking with it but like I, I and I don't think it was necessarily any of the other performances fault I just it all fell a little flat I think me. yeah yeah and also I think there's like another character that should be as interesting as him but isn't um so that yeah probably had an effect for me and I don't know like I wasn't scared but I also didn't find it like overly smart so it just and i and it's hard to like a movie like that you you compare to something like grave encounters right like okay we're doing this thing where we're deconstructing that and you're like boy this is no grave encounters exactly a hundred percent because that premise is like fucking gold yeah and you've taken the time to come up with this premise execute this premise and it's like is that it Yep. No, nothing else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. But I. But there was like it had like um big truth or dare energy. Like if you remember like the big. Pun- I mean I think you saw truth or dare right. The I Lucy saw both truth, truths or dares. Okay. The Lucy Hale one. The big punchline okay. at the end is is very is very. Oh boring. yes 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 yep yep yep. And I was like, huh. Okay. Yeah, I like a bleak ending. But... I, I like a bleak ending when a movie has earned it. Yeah. I agree. Um. So, I have you had you seen or have you watched Cherry Falls since Shutter got it back? No, I haven't seen that movie since like two thousand and four or something. Yeah, I had never seen it. Yeah, we had talked about doing it the last time, but then we did Valentine instead, or yes, we did Black yeah. Coast Daughter instead, whichever one it was. Um, how? What did you? How did it go for you? I I liked it a lot. Nice. Um, I think because I don't have any nostalgia for it, it's never gonna hit the way it hits for some people. Sure. Um, but I, I did enjoy it, and Brittany Murphy is yeah, so a revelation. Ugh. And it, every time you watch her in something, it's like oh, yeah, just, yeah, that's she's a heartbreaker when you yeah. see her and realize just how how many movies we didn't get that we should have with her. For sure, yeah. it's sad. Yes, um, I think I mentioned this to you um, when we were talking beforehand. Off season. Yes, which is so confusing because there's so many movies that are like named something like this. There was the Jack Ketchum one, but this is not that, right? This, this is, is decidedly not that, correct? <sighs> um, so tell so me about this off season. I really liked it. I have seen a lot of criticisms of it. It's it's relatively new. Um, I this don't is on Shutter, correct? I don't think so. I don't oh. remember where I watched is it. A young woman takes work on a Martha's Vineyard farm. Is this that one? No. See, there's so many movies called Off Season. Is it one word, Off Season? Yes. Oh, God. Why did they do but that to me? this one has Jocelyn oh, Donahue in it. Jocelyn Donahue and Joe Swanberg. Yeah. yeah. So that's really what got me on board. Um, this movie is, this is Christine Catnip. Like, this is entirely my shit. Um, that being said, it it had a bit of a hollowness to it. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, it's a, it's very small dreamlike single kind of area of small cast um 
I don't know. It could have been better. It, it, it executed all the things it was trying to execute well. Okay. But when your movie is, is kind of dependent on on your relationship to the character in peril, you, you should have a little bit more emotional depth, I think. Mm-hmm. And that could just be because I believe it's a writer-director, yeah. Yes. It's, which I think, hey, if you're listening, great movie. Um, I love you. But also, if you're listening, maybe have somebody else look at your script. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just feel like there was like a lack of depth that maybe he didn't notice because he was too close to it. That's mm. my my kind impression of it. I had seen somebody say that that I I hadn't seen any other of his other movies. Mickey Keating, I believe. That's his name. Um, I had seen someone say that a lot of his movies were like more concerned with being an homage to what they were referencing than being good movies. Mm. Okay. I don't know if I feel that way, but like people have thrown around like the fog a lot with this one, and I. It has big like Lovecraft energy. Uh, D- Dagon, if you okay, that oh movie yeah, six times like I have. Um, but like it's got that in like um anything where you go to like a weird town and you're the outsider, you know. Yeah, I love that shit. I like a story like that. So he did Carnage Park, which I did watch. Oh, what did you think of that? Um, I remember thinking like. I, I think okay I'm trying to go back and it, it had Ashley Bell in it who I love from Last Exorcism so like immediately I, I was into it because I think she can carry anything mm-hmm. like she's one of those actors that if you don't have a fully realized thing but if you put her in the lead I am gonna care like I'm just yeah. invested in her um it it had a good to- like it had a very specific tone it was very violent it was very like sun sun uh, middle of a hot desert while the sun is out type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember loving it. I remember thinking like, okay, this I like what it's going for. I don't know if it gets all the way there, but okay, I'll see more by this guy. Okay, so here you go. You can see this. Mm-hmm. I, we might have actually rented it. I don't remember, but I really liked it. I think I'm I'm not giving a straight answer because. I don't disagree with the with the negative reviews I've seen. It's just I didn't care, I guess. Okay. No, I get that. Like that I mean that's been a problem that I've had for so many movies. And we'll get there when we talk about um one particular movie where I'm like, I don't know, I see both points and I came here knowing kind of some of the both points, so I, I can't form my own opinion because I have too many like I can't just lose myself in it because I know what people liked and didn't like about it and I'm watching it thinking, I could see your point. I could see your point. Yeah, like I, after, I, I get it. I can like there are movies. I, I talk about this movie a lot. The Toll Man, I think it's called. Um, I, that movie did this better. Like I love weird, speculative, creepy horror, but not horror, otherworldly, like bullshit stuff like that. And like uh, the Empty Man, I think that's what it's called. That movie did this better too. It's a, but even if an if it's a not good version of that, I still mm-hmm. like it. I mean, that's not, it wasn't even not good. It was good. Right. It just wasn't for you, wasn't where you, it just didn't hit the big mark for you. It, it needed to have more emotional. I remember how with Black Coat's Daughter, we were kind of like, yeah. like it, it, it was missing that emotional core. Yep. Which is wild because Jocelyn Donahue's the lead. Yeah. I already care. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been Ashley Bell, maybe. <laughs> I have two more. Um, and then your stuff and our stuff together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so uh, Shutter has a movie called The Scary of Sixty First. I don't know if you're. If you you're know, like I feel like I know everything on Shutter because I always check on the what's new and I'll randomly just kind of go through. And somehow I have not heard of this one either. Yeah. So is there a reason for that? No, I don't think so. It's um, I believe it's written and directed. Let me look. Yeah, written and directed by the woman who is also in it. Okay. Um, Dasha Nekrasova. Or maybe it's not co-written. Yeah. Um. So I was really interested in it, and it takes it's in New York, and it, the kind of thing is that it's like a QAnon horror okay, movie, okay. and like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh boy, yeah. Um, and I was like really interested in it. Um, because of that, I thought that was really ambitious and weird. Um, so I actually loved this movie, hmm. like a lot. But this movie was it was released in twenty twenty one. Um, and there was copious use of the R word. Um, but, and I thought at first it was like, oh, it's a character choice. This character is an asshole. And that's how you're letting me know this character is an asshole. Yeah. But then another character started doing it. And then, and then they started using the F slur, which if you, if now, you want to read, yeah, now this is coming back to me. I remember people talking about this because I think the um, writer director was like pretty vocal, maybe like on Twitter. Oh, or really? Something. I think so. I- I'll look into it because I don't really know anything. I'm just speaking from my own personal preferences, and this movie is gay, and I do believe that if you want to reclaim that f word that i'm not going to say because i'm not reclaiming it if you want to reclaim it and say it i mean i know drag queens use it it's fine i don't care i'll use slut i'll call myself a slut i can reclaim that but like sometimes you don't want to i don't want that like it took me out in a really uncomfortable Mm, way because like i don't want to hear words that were hurled on the playground thoughtlessly in a movie that otherwise was 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 very deliberate you know, so I, I didn't, I honestly didn't look into it very much because I was a little disappointed, but I, who knows, maybe she has been very vocal about why she used these words. Yeah, she is, um, uh, I think from Belarus. So there is also, you know, sometimes you can say, okay, well, there's a different cultural blah, 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 blah. For sure. Um, yeah, I feel like there was stuff going on a few months ago or a year or two ago. Uh, but I don't know the details. I'm, I am curious. I'll probably watch this before I do more research. This way I'm not terribly yeah. swayed one way or another because I am kind of intrigued. Yeah, it's really weird. And it's it's I think it's gross and it's shocking. And there's mm-hmm. like there's like weird sex and menstrual blood and, and gay shit and like spit and just it's really it's and I love I loved all that shit it's just so now I feel like a prude when I'm like don't call people you know (laughs) right like you can cut his dick off but don't say it's hard and did but like I you know to me calling someone that r word that means bad things is is really hurtful and Mm -hmm. like I've had it hurled at me it's been hurled at people i love like so it it feels gross but then but then like if you want to if you want to masturbate on the street and get spit all over a sign like okay that i'm fine yeah (laughs) i'm a complex person i I just for me personally it took me out if it if that hadn't been there i would be singing this this movie's praises from from every mountaintop interesting but 
I would be very curious what you would think. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll uh, get back to you. Yeah, the she has a podcast, or she did. I don't know if she still does, but she had a podcast called Red Scare that I think um, where she probably said stuff that might not have rubbed everybody the right way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I'm constantly worried about that. To be honest with you, <laughs> that's I, not, true. Not because I want to be air quote canceled, which isn't a thing, but not because thing, I don't yeah. want to hurt people's feelings. Oh I don't God, wanna... completely. Yeah, I've said something like like whole buffalo. I don't want to be walking around saying that and realizing and people yeah. be like, "Boy, Christine doesn't give a shit about how I feel." And yeah. I feel like, well, but no, no, no. But I mean, to uh, just throw in like part of it, we're always evolving and learning, and that's the important thing, right? That. Yeah. There are things we're saying today that in five years, people will say, you can't say that. And we'll say, oh, okay, I didn't realize I'm not going to say anymore. Like, I remember back, for those who don't know, years ago, me and my friend Erica did a podcast called Glee Cast about Glee. Mm -hmm. And this is going back to like early, like mid-2000s when we had different language and words like um, that I won't say because it's a bad word. It's now it is, and by now it was a bad word then. It just wasn't culturally known to be a bad word, but it starts with a T and ends with a Y. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the show used that word, and in talking about it, we used it because I had never heard that that was not a word that you that should be used. Yeah. And I remember the day I learned it, it was like, oh my gosh, I, I know I've said that before. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so you know, and now I have never used that word again. And that's. You know, we it, it's it is not about um, never making a mistake. I think it's about uh, learning from your mistakes, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And I I guess I've I've removed certain words from my vocabulary so completely Same. that like because it is hurtful and offensive. Because I know that there are words for me that are hurtful and offensive. I just don't need to use them because I can pick other words. We have a lot of them. So when I hear them just casually flung about in a yeah. modern film, I go like that feels a little thoughtless yeah. oh, i mean yeah. i don't want to i don't know this woman and i don't know why she made these choices there's also a real like um like um what is it called improv um improv feel to that movie so like i don't know if it just started popping out of people's mouths yeah <laughs> which is like uh maybe you should make that pop less often but but, like, if you're not, I mean, sorry, I'm the language police. If you're not, like, language policey McGee, maybe you would be like, oh, yeah, I see nothing wrong with this. But Well, I, I will watch it out of curiosity, so I'll let you know. Yeah, definitely. And also, if anybody's curious, you should watch it, too, because I think it's still, a, like, a good movie that's interesting and weird. Interesting. Um, and la the last movie I'll talk about, in, if you've probably seen this because you're you, um, 2009's Triangle? Yes. Okay, of course you've seen, yes, it. I've seen it. And I'm sure you told me to watch it. Probably. Probably more than once. I'm sorry. Sometimes <laughs> I need to come at it's these okay. things in my I own know, time. I know, honey. I know. Hey, I didn't watch Time Crimes for years because everybody said, well, it's a lot like Triangle, so don't watch them close together because you'll know how it goes. And then I finally watched Time Crimes, and by then I couldn't remember all of Triangle, so it didn't matter. <laughs> so it, it's amazing. It's really good. Yeah. It's fucking phenomenal yeah. it's so sad like, i should rewatch it it's been oh, i've only should. watched it once and i know that that is one that when you go back to knowing things it probably plays really differently i you should you should watch it it's it is on shutter i'm mm -hmm. almost positive yes it is i knew kind of what was gonna happen in it mm -hmm. but 
but it doesn't matter. And even like I kind of was watching it with that like, oh, I'm gonna get not I'm gonna game this, but right. I wanna I wanna try to think with this movie. I wanna be on the same wavelength as this movie. And even by the time we hit the end, even though I kind of felt like I knew what it was gonna do, I still kind of got like punched in the face by it. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot going on, and it's it, it is a surprisingly dense character study for what it's Ooh. doing, and it's also really scary. It is so upsetting. You know that I have a thing with like doubles and different versions. This is not a spoiler. It basically happens in the beginning of yeah, the yeah. movie. But like it, it like all that shit deeply upsets me. And there's a point right at the end because I I really like Melissa George. You really she's like great. Her too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She makes a little face at one point, and it broke my heart into a million pieces. Oh. And I was like, oh no, this movie. <laughs> We're not going down that road. But yeah. it um it was great and if you trust me at all you will yeah, watch it you everyone watch it. yes i agree I'll watch it that's it all right um i have a, most of mine also come from shutter and yet none of them overlap Funny. interesting i know so first one is on shutter i think i mentioned it to you on twitter it is so good but i don't know if you should watch it because it's like really really a lot and that is celia Celia is from 1989. It is an Australian movie. Lady writer-director, Anne Turner. A fascinating person. Um, uh, This movie is... is, Oh, it it is doing so much. It is about a little girl who is about, I think, like, eight or nine. She's growing up in, like, I guess it's 1960s Australia. And... Oh, it, it is so weird that this is on Shudder. Like, it makes sense just because it's an odd movie that probably couldn't go anywhere else. It is not a horror movie at all. Um, there is this, like, kind of recurring fairy tale thing where she's read a fairy tale that she kind of sees monsters occasionally. But that's not part of it. Like, it, it has, like, paper house vibes. It has, um, like, Babadook, I think, was definitely influenced by this movie. But it is really just this coming-of-age story about this little girl who has like her dad's an asshole but he's but he's not like a terrible person like he does love her but he just doesn't get her um she has neighbors who are communists and like so it's this whole thing where like she really bonds with them but then they're driven out of the neighborhood because they're communists there's this like ongoing story of how she has a pet bunny and i guess in australia at this time there were like they were making laws that bunnies there were so many bunnies that people weren't allowed to have them as pets so, like, it's this horror of them taking her bunny away from her. Um, oh, I'm oh. hard pass for me. It, I, I, like, I, I want everybody to watch it, but I also don't want to be responsible for anybody watching it. Because it, it's funny, like, you look at the poster and it's, like, a little girl with braids holding a shotgun. And they make it look like, oh, is this going to be, like, a bad seed Australian style? Like, no, not at all. It's about this really sensitive kid who feels a lot And this movie understands what it's like to be a little girl so well that it is, it like to me it is a horror movie because it is, I don't know like when movies get kids um, and they like tap into that emotional side of being a a child. I find that really that to me is devastating. Um, But this is really good. But again, like it it's a heavy watch. Yeah, I don't know that this is going to happen anytime I know, soon I know, I know. Me. You can kind of watch it, like, in some ways as, like, an origin story of a mean girl, which I kind of like, too. So there's oh, that. That is interesting. Yeah. 
I highly recommend it. Um, this made me want to watch everything Ann Turner did. And she hasn't done that much, and most of what she's done isn't readily available, so I had to go to Netflix Discs to get a movie that you need to see. This, this movie is wild. I don't think it's very good. But the fact that it exists and nobody knows that it exists... Did you know there was a movie made in 2006 starring Susan Sarandon, Sam Neill, and Emily Blunt? And Susan Sarandon plays a child's book uh, author or painter, and she is very successful, and she's married to Sam Neill. And Sam Neill's assistant is played by Emily Blunt. Okay. And Susan Sarandon. Devil Wears Prada. Pre, I think this was, was 2006. What year was uh, Devil Wears Prada? It's like Emily it's Blunt like is that. not a household name yet. Although it's weird because this is an Australian movie and Emily Blunt is not Australian, but she's kind of playing Australian. Anyway. Um, so so this uh, same year. So it was probably filmed. And this was probably filmed like a year or two before. Anyway. Susan Sarandon becomes convinced that Emily Blunt is like fucking with her that she is sneaking into her house and stealing her dress. Like she sees Emily Blunt wearing the same dress that she did. And she's like, it's a custom dress. How can she be wearing that? And um, Susan Sarandon starts going crazy. And like, she's had some crazy dips before. So of course, Sam Neill's like, oh no, you're crazy again. But you're like, wait, no, but is this happening? Like it's Hitchcockian. Like you're like, you, and you don't know. And there is a wacky reveal. There is a wacky finale. This movie is bananas. Again, I'm. it's not very good. Like, Celia is so good. This is not. Um, but it's wacky. And it's... I don't, I don't know how we didn't know this was a thing. I feel like you'd kind of love it and hate it, but you'd love watching it. What is it called? Irresistible. That sounds familiar. Hold if on, you look at the, po- like the poster, it might ring a bell, because it... It is so, um, if I read this on paper, I would not think, well, the IMDb poster is not, not the one that I saw. Like, it's very Hand That Rocks the Cradle-ish. Like, it's that sort of, like, women's picture where you don't trust the younger, more beautiful woman. It's, but it's got so much going on. Emily Blunt doing an Australian accent. It's weird. Huh. No, it doesn't, it doesn't look familiar, but I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah, it's, it's only on Netflix just right now, so... Um, but yeah, I, I, do, I don't really, I, I recommend it because it's just, it's a weird, like, wait, this is a thing? But again, not, not very good, but, but kind of wacky and fun. Um, okay, then on Shudder, because I watched Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, um, mm-hmm. that meant I had to watch a whole lot of stuff. So some of which you had already actually talked about. Um, Allison's birthday. So good, right? So good. So good. Better than I expected. It yeah. went further than I expected it to. Yeah. It is just a really smartly done, interestingly paced, and that ending is so good and so effective so and so sad. Yep. Yeah. Um, Eyes of Fire. I haven't watched it yet. I, I, I had been putting all of these off for some reason. I get that. Um, Eyes of Fire is wild. It is... Again, it's one of those movies I'm like, how did I not hear about this? Because it's like 85 or something, an era that I would have seen. But it is set in the 1600s on the American frontier. There are witches. There are lasers. There are folk tree people. Um, it is everything. I loved it. I think you should watch it. Okay. okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, I watched the one that is on Shutter, not the other one, the La Llorona movie, which I think is just called La Llorona. 
as opposed the, to the Linda Cardellini one. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, yeah, wait, not the one with white people in it that shouldn't have had white people in it. The actual good one. The actual good one. Yeah. I still have not watched that either. It's really good. Um, it's a good, like, cause it, I mean, it's scary, but it's not, I don't know. Like it didn't really scare me the way I was like, kind of thinking it would, but it's done really well. It's haunting. It's a really different way of telling a ghost story. And, um, I mean, we've, we've talked about this, how, like, to me, it becomes less interesting when a ghost story where, like, oh, but the real monster is the living person who's being haunted. This one does that, but there's a lot more to it, to where it really does work. So it's definitely worth a watch at some point. Yeah, it's on, it's on my stretch list. Good, good. Um, one that I unfortunately would not recommend that I was really excited because everything about it sounded like it would be good. Um, okay. Cause this is a newer movie starring one of our favorites, Isabel Furman. And it's set in the 1900s or the 1800s. Oh, that trailer looked so bad. That's why I didn't watch <sighs> this it. This is not good. The last thing Mary saw. Uh, this is not good. It's, this is, um, I think on Night of the Living podcast, uh, they reviewed it and I believe Kelly referred to it as, um, a B24 movie. <laughs> instead of an A24 because it feels like it's like oh yeah this is trying so hard to be the bitch or something like that so it's very dark and it's very slow and there's a lot of you know these two women are in love but they can't be together so there's just a lot of like looking at each other and and maybe touching hands and that's sexy no it's not it's fucking boring it's so dark like visually this movie is so dark I couldn't see anything and that I, that's not surprising at all. We watched the trailer twice because I we watched it once and I said this doesn't look right. like You're, look good. Right, uh, not right. even story. It doesn't look good. No. And then I think Zach forgot that we watched the trailer and he suggested it again and I said let watch the trailer. He didn't <laughs> think it looked good and like halfway through he was like, "Oh yeah, it looks please forgive me for the saying this. It looks amateurish." Yeah. It, did, did it did it feel that way when you're watching it? I mean, no, the, like, it does a decent job of setting. Like, it does feel like, okay, yeah, they, they found, I, they probably filmed it in, like, Romania or something. But it feels like they, like, you know, broke into um, a pilgrim settlement museum when nobody was looking and filmed there. Like, there's, you know, it, it looks fine. It's farmland. It's that. It just doesn't have any of the... It is the thing is it is, I watch watching this movie and like I wrote in my notes like I'm really bored nothing has happened and then something Ooh. happened like then suddenly a bunch of people die I'm like oh okay cool why they die so, what happened so maybe it was ti- the timing was off on it. oh it's just it's like like we said about baking the perfect pie or or telling the perfect no exit movie if you're going to do a dark moody suspenseful period film you have to do it really well or else it's got to be cool Mm -hmm. and this is so boring and it's confusing like and I thought it was me and then I saw other people also like I don't understand what happened who is the villain in this movie who's doing this I don't get it so like it's it's muddy this movie is muddy in both like in just every every descript every part of a movie you describe it is muddy it is confusing it is confused about what it's doing about like are they witches are they not witches who's the villain is it is it christians is it not like i I don't know i could not tell you what happened to this movie other than i was very bored no that's disappointing though i mean i wanted you to say no it's great yeah but i wouldn't lie to you 
I never. Um, This one is kind of great. Uh, Moving away from Shudder on... Oh, actually, no, no, let me mention one more Shudder one that I didn't think was great. And you definitely talked about it recently. I also watched Sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I also didn't like it. It was a movie. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad movie. I'm watching it, and, like, at a certain point, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can think of a lot of movies that did the same story better. Like, one way or another. I agree, and I wonder if is this is this us getting old? Maybe like that we've just we you're seen... cycling through things that you've seen, so you're like okay, but Eli did this, and I enjoyed that one more, like that kind of thing. Could it could it be that we we've now seen so many movies that it's just like oh yeah, but this one did it better. Like we're all we we, we have you to can't compare. not compare. Well, yeah. I think with this because it didn't feel fresh in any way. Oh no, definitely. like it, it's oh it's a single mom who lives in this beautiful house. By the way, how the fuck did she afford that house on a teacher's salary after coming out of a cult from nowhere? Um, and she's beautiful and her hair always looks great which is although she dresses very odd which is very weird for when somebody is like not sleeping because their kid is possessed by something but anyway i digress like it's just like all those little things that are just piling up on me i'm like and why are we still putting what's his face in movies when we don't have to what is his face the the stupid boy who punched people um what is that actor's name? Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. I thought oh. we were done with him. Why are we putting him in things? There's a Why? new Cusack movie with Emil Hirsch Ugh. that I Why? refuse to watch. Why are we doing that? We don't need him. I can't look at him. No. Like, I... We don't need him. Yeah. So there's that. Like, he's there. I don't need him to be there. Um, It's just, like, it doesn't do anything surprising. It... It's just... It's really disappointing <sighs> because that... Isn't that setup good? It's a good setup. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. It has like moments that you're like, yeah, okay, we're 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 get going to a tone here, and then it just kind of undoes it, and I don't like it's a it's paced weirdly. Like there was, it's weird for me to be really distracted by a scene, thinking, why is this scene here? Like she's going to find the other guy who is in a cult with her, who who believes her, yeah, but she has to stop at his mother's house first for her to tell for the mother to say he lives in Mississippi now. There's no reason to have that scene because we don't learn anything in this scene with the mother that we wouldn't have learned when she found him. Like, yeah. and I'm watching it thinking like, why did we do that? Like what, who didn't, that's a really just poor decision to make in your movie. And it just, it took me out and mm-hmm. yeah, it just, it didn't, it didn't do what I wanted it to. Uh, unlike I'll move to Tubi. Don't forget about Tubi, my favorite network that I don't have to pay for. Uh, I randomly will go to Tubi and look through the horror section because I find stuff I've never heard of that I should have heard of. Like this one, Grandmother's House, 19... What is it? 90? 1988, I think? This movie um, stars... Brink Stevens is in it. Um, It's got Uncle Leo, Len Lesser, from Seinfeld. Uh It's about, like, basically it's the visit. It's these two kids, or like two teenagers, and their parents die, so they have to go live with their grandparents so they don't know that well. And quickly they're like, I think our grandparents are murderers. And it's sort of figuring out if they are. There's a couple of twists. It's pretty wild. Um, It goes some strange places. I enjoyed it. It's not great, but it's surprising. And I have, it's an, a weird movie to have come out of the 80s and for you to not have known about. I like that. Se- Speaking of, I like that setup too. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, the grandparents are not 
threatening people. They're, you know, um, the poster doesn't make any sense because it's really not appropriate to the movie, but it does have a good tagline. Grandma's house. She'll spoil you to death. Love it. Right? So, so weird. So unnecessary. Totally dumb. Um, Okay, moving over to Amazon Prime. Um, I needed a killer doll movie because I haven't watched one in a while. And I have, I put this one off because I'd never heard anything good about it, but I was kind of curious. So I finally watched Robert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How was it? It's not good. Um, it's <laughs> I'm like, I know that movie. Like, if And yeah, it's um, similar. I guess it's the same like story that some people say Child's Play is based on. Like it, there, there was a doll that came to this family and everybody thought, thought it was possessed and it doesn't do anything in the movie. It never moves. I think it might move at one point, but like it's this movie's very cheap. The The best thing about it is what assholes the protagonists are. Mm-hmm. This movie opens, and it's like this rich—not rich, but like upper middle class British couple—and they have like a kid who's like thirteen, who this movie doesn't understand, like the age of children, because they make this kid like have a doll and play with it, and you're like, this kid should be like skateboarding, not playing with a doll. Um, but these these two parents are such assholes, and it opens. The opening scene of the movie is the mother looking at the father and saying, "I think we need to let the housekeeper go. She's she's forgetting things." And he's like, okay, let it go. She's like, I don't know. She's been with the family for years. He's like, all right. She's like, no, I'll let her go. And like the next scene, she fires her. And like I'm like, we're supposed to like this? This woman's awful. And then like later in the movie, she goes and like she finds out the this woman has died. And she's like, oh, wh- okay. She gave my son a doll. Like there's no sympathy to these people at all. They're awful human beings. I want them to die. And they do. So, you know, there's that. It it really does sound a lot like the boy. Um, like you look at it and you think you're getting the boy, but the boy is—I mean, the boy is Citizen Kane to this movie's Blue Lagoon, if you will. Well, the boy is Citizen Kane to Citizen Kane. The that's, boy that's is fair. a fi- that is fantastic, fair. phenomenal yes. film. It just seems like the setup and the characters are the same. Oh yeah, no, 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 they totally are. Yeah. Like, wow. Again, like, I, wa- I was watching some, like, this movie is, is, like, it's really cheaply made. I'm like, I'm into this watching this movie because it is, it, it's surprising me by not being a movie, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it okay. does make good, perfect sense. I've, I've watched a lot of non-movies. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you understand the appeal of them, which is important and why yes. we're friends. Um, okay, so I've got, now I've got the, th- I've got three left. Um, one of them is, is the big enchilada. Uh, the other two are also movies that I feel like people have actually heard of and have watched, and they're not Grandmother's Ass and Robert. Um, I watched on Hulu Fresh. I know you did not, so I won't go into anything detailed yes, about it. I have not seen it yet. But I will say I really enjoyed it. I Good. think it it is not the greatest thing I've seen. I think it some people may have oversold it a little bit, but everybody is great in it. It has a really cool look. It treats its women smartly, um, and I enjoyed it. Now, I don't. I won't say anymore. I enjoyed it. You should watch it. Everybody should watch it. That's that's that. Okay. Would I like it? I think you would. It's because you're. Do you know anything about it? No, okay. nothing. I don't, I don't want to say anything. Like, because okay. I knew enough about it to know where we were going. Um, it would be really cool to not know that. And I don't, th- I think because of, there's parts of me that are like, oh, it might be rough. Like, there's things about it that I don't know that you're into. But be- 
there's details to that that make me think like, no, maybe you would be. Um, it is know that it is written and directed by a woman and it is very woman first. Okay. Yeah. Give it a go. I'm in. Yeah. I'm okay. into it. Good, good, good. Um, and then on Netflix, like almost everybody in the horror community, I felt I needed to watch a movie that everybody was talking about. And that was, of course, uh, let, wait, wait, let me make sure I get the title right. Uh, the, and this is another bone I'll pick with the next movie we talk about. The title of this fucking movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not Texas Chainsaw Massacre 12. Texas Chainsaw. Or is it Chainsaw or is it Chainsaw Massacre? I don't even know. What is this? What is this movie? I, I don't know. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Without the the. Because <laughs> that's the thing we do now, right? We took away. Yeah, we take away articles in order to make a movie that is a sequel, but we're not calling it a sequel because we're afraid people won't watch it if they haven't seen the original. Um, this is the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um... I have a million thoughts on it. I don't know if I liked it or hated it. I have not decided. I am sorry that I didn't watch it. It's okay. I I wouldn't... I, I felt the need to watch it because everybody was talking about it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me watch it because people hate it and people love it. And where am I going to fall? And this was the prime example of me watching it being like, I get why people hate it. I get why people love it. Eh, I don't know how I feel. There's things I like about it. Um... I think they, it, it's good gore. Um, there's some really good scares, like the way some of the like chase sequences and hiding sequences are done are, are clever. Um, it does the, I guess the new thing to do in horror is um, the Halloween kills style of let's bring back Sally and make her empowered and then kind of not. Yeah, I had, that was my main question. So Sally was kind of my first gal. Mm -hmm. Like she was the first one I really connected to. And, and like, I, my question was how, how dirty do they do her? And the answer apparently was a lot. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it, it, uh, one can argue that this movie does a really bad job towards a character. One could argue that this movie does a fair job towards a character. I I think you like it. I I I forget you you hated Halloween Kills. Did you hate Halloween Twelve? That another movie that is sequel sequel that isn't calling itself a sequel. Which one's that? I don't know. The first Halloween. The, ha- the, the new the new Halloween? Halloween 3.0, I'll call it, right? The Is newer the one. It? Yes. The, the like newer the 2018 one. one. Yes, the 2018 one. Thank you. I loved it. Okay, I couldn't remember who did. Yeah, I loved it, and I was profoundly disappointed by the... By kills, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it. it is doing a very similar thing to what it did with Laurie Strode. Like, oh, here's Sally. She's grown up, and... She's held on to this thing that happened, which, I mean, you would, based on what happened there. I think they try to make her a strong character, but you're also like, she's been looking for Leatherface for 50 years, and she still hasn't found him? Like, you can't think hard about this movie. The other thing that this movie, it's very short, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um here's the thing as I because I was like talking it out to Brandon and trying because he's like so did you like it I'm like I don't know and I'm going through it I'm like well like there's and I don't want to give much away but I'm going to throw out a few little things that they do 
there is a bit of the nature of okay so you know the i think it's Truffaut who says it is impossible to make a an anti-war film set during a war because the nature of war is exciting in a way that it 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 doesn't it makes war look appealing yeah there is a one could make a variation of that quote and say it is impossible to make a completely or it's very easy to make a very um, red state horror film because the nature of a horror film means your characters should be good with guns and the ones who are good with guns are going to survive better. And like, it's, you know, like that kind of thing. And I feel like mm-hmm. this movie, um, I don't think it's smart enough to have meant to be a pro South movie. But there's so many things about it that are like these damn hipster Yankees coming in and really fucking things up and they pay for it. And one could very easily look at this and say, like, this really feels like a pro like red state um, wave that Confederate flag movie. I don't think it means to. I think that is an accident by nature of the story they've decided to tell but like that's there <laughs> like it's it's kind of you know again i've watched every zombie movie i've watched has basically said you should own guns everybody should have guns in order to survive and i love zombie movies i don't love the idea that everybody should have a gun i accept that these are things that just don't align in my life um so i kind of felt that way here like i could hmm. kind of look past that and be like i don't know it's a dumb horror movie i don't think it was smart enough to really have meant to say that um I think the leads are great. Um, I like what they do with these two sisters. One of them is played by Elsie Fisher from 8th grade. They do something with her character that I'm also going to not spoil because it's revealed pretty quickly. But so like she's the younger sister and everybody's kind of like tiptoeing around her and you realize why pretty quickly, which is that she's a survivor of a school shooting. Which on one hand... Um, is very like, well, that makes sense. If you're telling a story about young people in 2022, it actually makes a lot of sense that a character's trauma, which in another movie 20 years ago would have been, you know, a rape or told some in a different way. Yeah, in this yeah, yeah. case, like, actually, no, like that, that that's a, a very interesting, smart thing to have as a character backstory. And it makes sense for the generation you're speaking to. It also means you're throwing in this discomfort of suddenly I have to think about guns and gun control and mass shootings in a movie where I just want to watch people die. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like, it's this, it makes you do a lot of things. And then there's, like, the stupidity of how fucking old is Leatherface in this movie and how is he able to move that well? Which is the same thing you could say about Halloween. So, like, it's, I, I don't know. Like, in one hand, it's a dumb fun Texas Chainsaw movie with a lot of gore, with um, some really elaborate sequences, some kind of badass sequences. It's entertaining enough. It's fine. On the other hand, do why did I have to think about so many things during this 80 minutes of movie that I'm yeah. uncomfortable with? You know? I, get, I get that. Yeah. So yeah. Again, like, I kind of want you to watch it because I feel like it is it is to me what what I also find fascinating about it is it is so 2022 
in 10 years, the way we talked last month about how Valentine felt so of its time, Mm -hmm. but we didn't see that, that we didn't realize it then. This movie I can watch, maybe it's because I'm older, but I'm looking at this movie and because this movie isn't really made for me, I can see like how, oh, this is a movie that encapsulates what horror, some of the things going on in horror and the world in 2022. And that's kind of cool. But I don't know that I'm cool with all of it. I don't know. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a mixed bag for me. Um, I don't begrudge anybody. Just I people loved it. There, there are people whose opinions I totally respect who were just raving about it, and I see their points. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I wish I had that same abandon. I couldn't get the abandon because as soon as I started thinking about it, which is something I I overthink horror movies. It's in part why we do this show. It's what you do, yeah. yeah I get it. Then it just became like, but I don't, I don't know if I'm fully morally okay with everything it's doing. So I don't know. Yeah, hmm. that's right. I mean, that actually makes me more interested to see it than a lot of what I had heard. Yeah, I think if you watch it f- with that in mind, because if you don't watch that, if you go into it just thinking like, oh, no, let me watch the new movie, you're going to, you might be distracted by, by how stupid so much of it is. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot that's really stupid in it. But if you go in thinking like, okay, th- I know there's going to be stupid things, but let me think of it as a 2022 movie. I think you'll you'll see some of what I'm saying, and I'm curious if y'all come to different conclusions. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe I will. Okay, I want to hear if you do. Yeah, and then last, um, we and I were specifically closing with it because I think we we might spoil some of it, which is another fucking sequel that can't call itself a sequel, even though it's a total sequel, and that is Scream Five. I'm calling, it, I'm calling it Scream 5. You can call it Scream it's 5. It's fucking Scream 5. It's not Scream. How can you call it Scream when we already have a movie called Scream? That is not the... Well, I, again, <sighs> look, and I know that there's holes in this, but this is because we're old. It's not our Scream. It's other people's Scream. Well, and, and I will, spoiler alert, that's how I felt about this movie. I'm watching this movie thinking, it's not, it's not bad. It's fine. But boy, is this movie not made for me. Um... I can't remember a lot of it and I need to rewatch it. Mm. So I'm not going to be, you can't spoil me because I've already seen it, but I also don't remember like the fine points of it. So, you know, I'm telling you in two weeks, I'm not going to remember the fine points about it either. I I found it pretty unmemorable. Yeah. I liked it. I did like it. I have, I have no real, or the first time I watched it, I had no real, gripes about it i yeah, guess sure. i have no real problems about it but like i i don't i don't know i don't really i can't say i can't think of anything good to say about it <laughs> I, but but not that's not to say that i didn't didn't like i did like it i liked seeing sid again i i liked seeing everybody i liked i really liked all the new characters i liked all the ryan johnson stuff obviously <laughs> i bought Sight unseen, I bought a shirt that was in the stab font that said directed by Ryan Johnson. <laughs> so, And I was just like, I'm banking on loving this movie. <laughs> and I did. I liked all that stuff. I thought the commentary there spoke to me deeply. Um, there, I, I, You know what? I guess the stuff I do remember, it did work for me. I liked it a lot. Oh, good. But yeah. like, I don't remember it. But I don't remember anything these days. <laughs> It, I, I, I didn't not enjoy it. Like, it was fine. I, I watched it. I, you know, I wasn't bored. I was into it. 
Um, I, it just didn't, didn't do anything for me. I didn't love the reveal. Like it, it, the reveal to me just felt like they don't have any more ideas that like they're, and, and I mean, it's not, there's, I guess, only so many people that can be the killer, which is fine. But it's also, like, I guess there's only so many motives, because I feel like we're repeating motives that other killers have had. What was the motive in this one? Oh, God. So, spoiler alert, that the... So, it's the boyfriend and the friend who makes sense from the beginning, because they're... Like, as soon as the boyfriend gets cut in the arm, I'm like, oh, it's him, because that's what we do. We cut them non-fatally. What we do, Yeah. And it's the friend who's, like, has no, I don't I think, again, the actors are fine, but, like, it's the friend that you forget about because she's not doing anything, which I guess was the point. What was it? She, he was, I, I don't even remember. Wasn't it like they wanted to do a reboot or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I don't care. That's fine. For, I'm fine with that. I don't yeah. need anything. Yeah. Big. No, it was, I will say, and again, spoiler alert, we've already spoiled it, um, I was so careful, because I really wanted to watch this fresh. I didn't want Me spoilers. Too. And thank you, internet, because I didn't get any. I didn't, and I didn't mute it. I just, anytime I would see a Scream headline, I would just look away. And I did not know anything that would, even though, like, watching it, I'm like, okay, well, obviously, the kid named Wes is going to die. But I did not know Dewey was going to die. Yeah, I didn't, I managed to not get spoiled yeah, at all. that was... And I'm happy, um, not because I I don't like Dewey, but to me, I, as you know, as as a cynical, jaded teenager watching Scream, I remember immediately saying, "I bet he was supposed to die, and test audiences liked him too much," which is also what they did with LL Cool J and H two O. And then by Scream Two, I'm like, "I bet he was supposed to die, and test audiences liked him too much," and it was kind of a running joke. So I thought that was ballsy, and I thought that did surprise me. And it was effective. Um, but yeah, like, I, I just, I don't think I'll remember anything about this movie. Yeah, I think I might have more to say about it after I watch it again. I'm pretty sure I watched it the second I could, and I was very tired. Mm, and it sure. was very late, so it was not optimal time to do that. But, like, I was really excited to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for it. I'm happy for its success. I'm fine with them making another one. I don't know what they're going to fucking call it. What do you call it? Scream 2. What, 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 Christine, what do you give the sequel's name? Huh? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, I, I wonder if look, they do. I, Did they think it? I am not. I will I will say I am not. The, I am not irritated by the, the titling. Oh, I'm so mad by it. I, I mean, I, I think we... I mean, we all were there for the Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, and I was furious about every... I I was, Christine, I was... You were fast Furious, fastly, for every one of those titles. Because I'm like, I don't... How can you... Why can't you just put a number after it? And once I was like, all right, the the flip is fine. If you want to do every movie with a colon statement, right? No, no, because I still don't know the Resident Evil movies. Oh, because they don't get to an order. Well, like, I don't know. On the DVD, put a little little Roman numeral. Like, that's how you should do it. And, and it, I know it throws people off, because, like, I have heard people be very upset by how to alphabetize when you have... Some, I remember somebody, I can't remember who it was, was like, what do I do with my Purge movies? Because they're alphabetically all out of order 
but do you do them if you do them like forever purge comes before purge but forever purge is the last purge so you can't do that and I, I don't know what to tell you um but I am offended by look I I probably sound really old right now um but I I really don't like a horror franchise and I'm gonna say horror because I'm sure it happens in other genres but as we know everything when it comes to trends are gonna start in horror I don't appreciate a sequel that is a sequel and you can't tell me as much as this movie wants to have a whole scene where a character explains how it's a reboot boot quill or whatever they call it requel it's not it is a direct sequel to scream 4 don't tell me this isn't scream 5 and it's fine if you don't want to call it scream 5 because you think kids aren't going to go watch the other scream movies i get that then call it scream colon return to woodsboro scream but but you but you i guess i get what you're i completely understand what you're saying but halloween should have colon. been Halloween Resur- colon. No, resurrection. We already did that. We're not in the in the era that we're doing that. We're in the era where we're just calling it this, this what we decided. Christine, I know that you don't like it. This era is wrong. This era is wrong. We don't we don't have to accept it. We don't have to be those people that just say, Yeah, well the world's but, terrible, but I live in it. But you can call it Scream Five. Actually I would call it Five Cream. Because Ugh. if you remember how they did Scriforum, where they put no, the No, I do. Stabby, Don't say yeah. Five Cream. Five Cream. <laughs> Technically, it would have been Scriforum and Five Cream. I, I have been calling it Scream Five. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I, I, I understand why they're doing it. It's because they're, they're doing soft reboots to existing franchises, some of them with their first entries in the 70s. They can't exp- – you can't exp- – not you. I just mean, like, the universal you – Children who are of movie-going age, 15 to, to 22, you can't expect them to go back and watch movies from the 70s. Do I think they should? Yes. Do I hope they do? Yes. Did I do it? Yes. But, like, not every every moviegoer is going to do that. I accept that people are terrible. Oh! <laughs> but I want the people that are naming movies to not be so terrible. I agree. But I, I do see your point with, like, Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection. Like, I did I did like that, um, that naming convention a lot more than this exists outside of time. I, but I, I think the way, the reason it softened, softens for me is because I get why they're doing it. I didn't understand why they were doing it. I understand why you're evil. And so therefore I'll accept it. Is that what you're saying, Christine? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I am what's wrong with this country. It would seem. It would seem. (sighs) Okay, well, maybe you'll see the light by the next time we talk. And the next time we talk, uh, we know what we're going to talk about. We do. I don't remember. I I wrote them down. You do. Christine, remember, I don't remember why the people killed people in Scream 5. I can't, look, my brain is a sieve lately, I'm sorry. That's okay. So, on our next episode, we are going to be joined by the delightful Abby Benson. Abby Benson? Abby Tenson, who has written another book. This one is about Japan, so I told her, hey, give us some good Japanese movies that we have not seen that we want to talk about. So, we are going to be talking about a funeral, wait... I didn't write that. I wrote this down. Yes. Funeral Parade of Roses, um, which is described as a groundbreaking gay movie from the 60s, which I have never heard of, but you have, right? I had heard of it, but I definitely don't know anything about it. 
Okay, I'm excited. And Legend of the Stardust Brothers, which sounds delightful. Then that one is on Amazon Prime, and it is a rock opera of sorts. So obviously I'm into it. And in the meantime, if you want more of Christine, you should buy her book. Yeah, you can buy my book. You can follow me on Twitter at xteaton underscore makepeace, just the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing about movies a lot yeah. more, so if you have absolutely any interest in interacting with do me it, about, about movie-related stuff, I have a piece coming out about Cell, which is the best movie ever made, and I am currently writing about Dark Skies. Ew. Dark Skies. What is that, Dark Skies? It's the alien movie with Carrie Russell. Dude, wait, this is a wait, this isn't real. It is a phenomenal film. I don't know that I believe you. This is real. I think again, you just ran onto IMDb and made this up. I wish I did. I would probably yeah. have a full pocketbook right now. It's a really good movie about aliens, but it's like a horror movie. It's not sci-fi. Neat, cool. Do it. I mean, of course, it's sci-fi. It's got aliens, but wonderful. Yeah. Um, are you gonna put another newsletter anytime soon? Um. I would like to once I have things to talk about, but okay. everything is either not happening or taking Why don't you talk about how great it is that horror movies don't have to put colons after their names anymore, huh? Why don't you, why I'm don't going you defend to that? just send you yeah. a personal mm, email. Mm, wonderful. Yeah, I can't Dear wait to read Emily. that. Mm, maybe it'll go to my spam box. How about that? Huh? Oh. Uh, okay, everybody. Well. On that note, enjoy spring. It's coming soon. And we'll check you back next month. Bye-bye. Goodbye. When you are born with sex appeal In the forest called Hollywood You'll find more wolves at your back door Than that little red riding hood Now she and her little old grandma Could have learned from the men I've dated That a wolf can't be quite a devotee Was he school when a girl gets curvy and the boys all drool if math and science just ain't your style just give that teacher a wink and a smile for a passing grade you won't have to wait and you can thank him later when you graduate